0: What's going on, motherfuckers? Welcome to the Crocs and Hot Pockets podcast. My name is Snackers, and today is, I almost said Sunday, because I always do this podcast on Sunday, but it's not. It is Thursday, it is March 18th, and this is episode 141. And today, our special guest on the podcast is Adorka Blearini. How's it going? Hi, uh, it's going pretty well. Good, good. Thank you for being on the show today. So we have quite a bit of stuff to get into so normally normally we take like the first i don't know 45 minutes just to shoot the shit and chat and catch up um it doesn't mean we can't do it a little bit uh so what i want you to do is really quick just introduce yourself to the audience kind of tell them what you do and if you feel like telling them why we're here you're more than welcome to do that as well
1: okay, nice hi so i'm Rey, adorably Reini, pretty much on the internet these days um uh what i do that's changed quite a bit over the last couple decades because uh, I have a huge varied background. So it's gone everywhere from like professional blogger to science lab to radio DJ and everything. Uh, Holy shit. Yeah, it's all over the place. Uh, manager of a toy store at one point. I don't know. I toured with a circus punk rock marching band in my 20s. like.
0: <laughs> Okay, all right, we're shooting, we're (laughs) officially shooting this shit for 40 minutes before we talk about anything. Wow, okay.
1: Yeah, so I did a lot of stuff. Uh, Most recently, people know me on Twitch as just a moderator. I've modded for the last seven years, however long I've been on Twitch is however long I've been modding. Um, And uh, most recently, I'm the former CEO, or COO, not CEO, COO of Streamer Square, I just stepped out in January, um, and I am the head of support for Pretzel Rocks, which hopefully all of you know and love and use.
0: Yes, both Streamer Square and Pretzel Rocks. Yes. Um, Both I'm very, very fond of. Is Streamer Square how we met, or is Pretzel Rocks how we met?
1: Uh, We met through my best friend, Wes Sisa, actually, because you sold him a little green keyboard and he got excited and recorded a video in his car. I'm like, who's this knackers guy? Like
0: (laughs) 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 fucking Wes. Okay. So I had originally thought that it was for me posting in the pretzel rock support forum over and over with I, okay. I'm a tech support person and I usually know the first couple steps to troubleshoot something every single time that I place a support request with pretzel. The, the solution was pretty much turn it off and turn it back on again, like every time. And I was so ashamed that I, I couldn't come back to the Discord for a little while. <laughs> I'm like, these people are going to think that I'm just the biggest bozo. But the sport team obviously ran by you is fucking fantastic over there. They're always so kind.
1: Yeah. And now it's like, we have a refresh button. You should hit the refresh button. So I, <laughs> I tell people to do that or like, can you check your settings? Which... When they go to check their settings, we actually have the power to see everyone's play tokens, which like, they call me lawful good. But I'm like, there's some chaos in here, too, that y'all don't see. And I go through and check people's play tokens to see if they're actually like have the right filters on. And so if they're getting YouTube claims, did they actually have YouTube safe turned on? I can tell. I try to be nice to them when they mess up and they're like, they lie to me. I'm like, you know, whatever. (laughs) If that makes them feel better, that's fine. I don't care. But, like, I like knowing whether or not, like, if they're being truthful. Because I just, I don't know. I am someone who likes solving puzzles, like, not like jigsaw stuff. Like, I like questions. I love curiosity and things. That's probably why I'm always going to be a student somewhere. And so, like, right now, my big thing is, like, getting all the streamer stuff figured out. Like, how many solutions can we provide streamers? And so, like, that's just what I love right now. How can I educate people on things? Like that's why yeah. I went into anthropology recently. I love learning about culture, what makes people do things. And I think all of that has just kind of played into each other and, uh, kind of landed me where I am now, which is,
0: <laughs> you're in the perfect gig. Cause if there's one thing that carries the streaming industry, it is culture. Um, and yeah. that's very, very strong. And when, when people always ask why are you on Twitch? it's, it's the culture and the community. It's something that doesn't yeah. exist anywhere yet. And it, it's not that it can't, but I think that there's because of Twitch's, um, such inspiring, humble beginnings and the people that were involved at the beginning and what it has involved, uh, what it has evolved into. I think it's just, it's, I don't want to say it's like the cool kids club, but it is awesome to be a part of, like to be yeah. a part of Twitch feels fucking awesome. It just feels great. <laughs> um, I was yeah, gonna ask-
1: like, oh, go ahead. I was say we've all also kind of grown up in this whole. We went from seeing the like Dateline to catch a predator stuff and like how to be careful on the internet. Like we grew up with all that the AOL stuff and chat rooms. Like I remember being catfished in middle school. Like how this is, is for Yeah, like with they a me. What what kind of technology did they have? Yahoo in? chat rooms. <laughs>
2: All someone the, found yeah. me
1: from school, and like this is someone else from your from your class. I really like you. You should meet me here. No one showed up. Damn. <laughs> this is like pre two thousand. Yeah.
0: I okay. I will admit that the one time that I used AOL Instant Messenger to uh, shield myself. I had somebody had told me that my girlfriend had cheated on me with some dude in a bathroom and wow. which ended up being true. And so I signed up, I did some crazy 007 shit where I I created this account with a particular name that resembled one of his friends. I added one of his friends or I added a bunch of his friends on AOL Instant Messenger, eventually added him, got onto this like conversation acting like I was one of his friends to try and like get information out of what had happened at the party. Uh, And then I eventually was like, Oh, by the way, yeah, I'm so-and-so's boyfriend. And he's like, Oh, fuck. Okay.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That now that felt awesome. Having
1: those kind of skills to know how to do not just the research, but this, how to present yourself online, how to create accounts that are secure and safe so they can't trace it back to your original identity. Like, all of that stuff actually helps out with streaming, and I found even with moderating, because, like, we have had, in my little family of mod families that have grown, um, come across not just trolls, but, like, straight-up stalkers and abusers in the communities, and they ban evade like crazy. And so we've actually had it where, like, going through this really, like, obscure system figuring out this person's new account and being able to ban them again across all of our communities be like okay yeah this is the person who was stalking this other mod based on this part of their profile here and this thing here like we can tell who it is wow no so i'm i will apologize now i have two cats they have no boundaries <laughs> uh I one knew just as soon popped up like
0: this as <laughs> soon as i saw the hand go across i'm like there's a cat yeah. over there isn't there yeah <laughs> You actually – you just brought up a really interesting point. I have never heard anybody say whether or not AOL Instant Messenger was susceptible to being hacked. Like I've never heard anybody say I tracked you down through AOL Instant Messenger or I brute forced – I need to ask somebody who's hacked before if, like, <laughs> if AIM was hackable, if it was easy to find where people lived, like, getting external IP addresses. Because, like, one of the main things you think about with Skype is people could find your external IP, like, just yeah. like that. I've never heard about any vulnerabilities with AOL in messenger.
1: Yeah, I don't know if it's AOL as or maybe it was MSN or something. One of the early messengers, though, it would rat you out if you were watching porn on your computer because i remember seeing that in the dorms a lot because it'd be like you'd have it so like it'd be your itunes whatever you're playing yeah and then it'd pop up if you were watching porn it would say that whatever the title was
0: somebody in chat that's happened to somebody and somebody's either gonna speak up or i'm gonna have to go searching
1: <laughs> that's <laughs> fucking awesome i didn't know that
0: oh yeah. god i was still a christian yeah. boy a good christian boy back then oh. though i with them with no pornography <laughs> yeah.
1: no this was at my little mennonite uh liberal arts college we would find people doing this we're like, granted, we were also a very like sex positive group we had a like we had to be very careful because we'd have like a lot of like international uh people coming through the school to like representatives from the other schools that we were partnered with and so we had like all these like dignitaries or not necessarily but like officials from the school in china that we were working with first college that got to work with the school in china like back in the 70s they're there visiting and my friend's dorm decides that all of the guys there are just going to streak through campus. We're like, how do we arrange the tour so you miss all of the penises? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, our, our school was known very much for streaking, uh, being extremely, like, uh, tolerant for the LGBTQ community, which was great. Like, I, I was very proud of being part of that. And then just... Unique little folksy people, like even the professors would come to class barefoot. Like,
0: yeah, well, I feel like I love you live on a different planet. Like the what you've <laughs> briefly told me about your upbringing, the jobs that you've had, and these different occupations. I'm like, I'm I'm so intrigued and blown away.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I may or may not be an enigma that's you know wrapped around a taco or something. I I,
0: seriously, like this is some of the most. Intriguing stuff that I've heard from somebody that I – because this is – for anybody that doesn't know, this is the first time that Rini and I have ever yeah. talked kind of face-to-face, which is like the awesome uh, <laughs> byproduct of, of streaming and, and having common interests. Um, so speaking of common interests, the reason that we're here today is we both are very, very passionate about copyrighted music, uh, (laughs) just a little bit, yeah, Uh, proper use, DMCA's. We've both been following this very, very much. Um, We've both had a hand in creating resources for streamers. And that's something that when I first got to know you, um, when I find people that have a passion for building resources, especially free resources for other people, that's like, an instant connection, because I already know that there is a massive, massive similarity between my personality and your personality. And and then there's a little bit of the work ethic is also, at you know, I can take it face value because I know that in your spare time, you choose to create things for other people that can be educational. And that's I don't want to say that it's. um It's a rare thing because so many do it. So many people do it nowadays, but it's like it's such a positive characteristic that I look for in a person. Um, So we got to talking, and when I realized how much of a hand Rini had in creating the streamer music resource on Streamer Square, I said, All right, I think we should probably just do an end all be all podcast. About DMCA, copyrighted music. Go over resources, answer questions, and and that's how that podcast came to be, or this podcast came to be. So, what we're gonna kind of start with is what DMCA is, like very briefly, because by now a lot of people already know what it is. Um, kind of highlight some of the resources, and then just get into kind of what are the biggest questions that we want to answer in in this podcast. Um, so. Regarding DMCA, what the hell it is, Rini, do you want to take it? I that first link if you wanted to read off those first couple yeah. or however you want to start it.
1: Yeah. So the DMCA is actually uh, one section of the copyright law. And so it we know it mostly as streamers, as this annoying thing that pops up that won't let you play the music you want to play. Cat number two. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it. <laughs> um And so that's how we know DMCA. Uh, It actually works for any type of digital media. So anything that can be uh, copywritten and or infringed on the internet is part of the stipulations for that. And primarily the goal of the DMCA is to protect the platform, not the streamer. Not even the artists. It's there to protect the platform from its own users. And so the big issue that we're seeing now with Twitch is um, if it's not complying with DMCA, they can lose what's called safe harbor. This means that the platform can be held um, secondarily liable uh, for this, which actually needed. to check my verbiage on that. There's like very specific ways that you talk about this stuff, um, which we'll talk some about how Twitch is even talking about this. Uh, they had their um, town hall yesterday with DJ wheat and Jeremy. And if you go back and watch that, like Jeremy has very, very specific language that he uses yeah. when talking about certain aspects of this. And just like, th- this is where the lawyers came in and re- wrote stuff for them, which I do want to say I'm not a lawyer. Uh, I'm not actually read the full thing of the copyright law or DMCA, but I know someone who has, and she has helped me a lot with these things. Um, While I am an employee of Pretzel, I'm not speaking on behalf of Pretzel right now. This is just me, someone who's done a lot of education on this. Um, And if I get things wrong, uh, we will try to correct them. Because like, I know a lot and I've had to learn a lot in a short period of time, but I don't know everything, and everything changes pretty... Well, I won't say everything changes pretty quickly. It's just more of a we get to learn about them quicker than... uh, I don't know. It's just... Yeah. Things, Things become clearer as they get discussed more and more, and so... Right, copyright law takes forever to change. It it really does.
0: And it is a little crazy that it has taken us and Twitch this long to kind of talk about this stuff. Um, I'm glad that we're finally getting to a point, like, to see DMCA referenced on a Twitch official broadcast was kind of like a massive, Mm -hmm. uh, I don't want to say slap in the face. It was just a major eye-opener because, like, okay, finally... They are addressing, I just noticed it's right at the top here, it says published by Rini November 29, 2020. <laughs> I didn't notice yeah. that before. Um, for anybody watching, the website that we're looking, right now, looking at right now is Streamer Music, which is a website that was produced under Streamer Square, correctly? Yes.
1: Okay. Yes, yeah, a Streamer Square resource project. Um, it was something that Loco was also very passionate about. Um, she wanted to have this done, and then over the course of a week, week and a half, I built out the site did almost 80 to 95 percent of the content on it um a lot of the ones that are just leaked resources those are ones that the whole team gathered but anything that's like full text written context especially the faq that was mostly me so like this is my legacy for streamer square basically i'm really proud of it
0: good you should be um i don't know if you noticed but this is actually the same exact theme that i use on my website (laughs) I'm like all it's right
1: a good theme I
0: like it. it really is nice and simple, and I love the uh, the typeface that they use with it as yeah. well um yeah. so it it's it's also a little crazy in me how even here in twenty twenty one there's still debate about what is and what isn't about DMCA, and that's definitely yeah. some of the things that I'm I'm happy to clear up a little bit later. Um, you know, like what a DMCA is, what the Twitch mutes mean, um, what that means for the streamer uh, to hear to hear people still say, "Yes, it is okay to play live. You just can't save your oh. vods." I know that's yeah. like one of the biggest Jesus Christ moments for, for people like us that live and breathe this. There's a there's a part of me that cannot be angry because I know that there's some that they maybe just don't know. But it's kind of like driving with your eyes closed. Going into it, you should have a, a good idea before you even get your license. That Driving with your eyes closed is probably like a really bad idea. But for some reason... It, it's just like this Wild West free range thing where people just come in, they do whatever they want, and then they get spanked and they go, what the fuck? Why? Why am I like this? And and that's something that I kind of hope to clear up.
1: Yes. And also, sorry, I think my Internet stuttered for a
0: bit. Oh,
2: no,
1: it's all right. <laughs> I still see
0: you. <laughs> <laughs> OK, so, so um, real quick, I'm just going to read like these first three things word for word, because I think it's important to kind of get this point across a DMCA takedown notice is a formal written request to take down and remove allegedly infringing content, i.e. content that is not licensed for use by the content creator. So in this instance, a streamer can only be issued by the copyrights holder, uh, the actual owner of the infringing content or the acting agent. Um, and then I, I like how you differentiated the takedown notice and the copyright strike, because that's something yeah. that. I didn't know right away because they're kind of like interchangeable terms to the unknown. So good to differentiate a DMC strike or a copyright strike is an infraction or warning sent to the content creator by the platform. After the platform has received, received a takedown notice from the copyrights holder. Uh, These are not something the law specifically talks about, but platform specific rules and guidelines. Um, So the platform, gets the takedown notice and then the content creator gets the DMCA or the copyright strike.
1: Yeah. And that's one thing that's like, they don't have to do that. Like they don't have to kind of, they do have to keep track of it, which is something that they're doing better now or they're starting to do, but it's, it's, they don't actually have to like have a formal strike system um, in place, which is why things like content ID works for YouTube because they have a method of, um, sort of fighting some sort of reparations for the, the artists on that.
0: Before Twitch created tools for the users, for the end user, do you think that they had tools on the development side for tracking the stuff? Or do you think that there was just nothing?
1: I I want to say probably no, they <laughs> they likely didn't. That's just all just things that they're building out now. Because um, it's one of those things that's interesting is like, even things of... Because the safe harbor all revolved on this repeat infringer concept. And so if, if users are repeatedly using this material that's not theirs and they're getting issued takedown notice after takedown notice, that's when it becomes an issue and they're supposed to at some point have some sort of repercussions for the user on the platform if the platform wants to keep safe harbor. And so like Twitch used to say three strikes. They've taken that language out. We don't actually even know officially how many strikes you're allowed to have. Have they? And what counts as a strike? Yeah. They took that out of the most recent email. Apparently.
0: I did not realize that.
1: And it's one of those things of like, we don't know how they're weighing strikes because apparently back in was it August, last July, when they had the big wave that went out and hit people, um, they just were like, Oh, Oh, You've received at least one takedown notice. Like we don't know if one takedown notice equals one strike. Like we don't have that information from Twitch at this time. And they have mm. not actually been clear about that. So like if you get seven takedown notices on one stream, are they counting that as one strike? Are they counting it as seven? Like and the fun thing is you can get DMCA'd on the mechanical, so that's the actual recorded music, and the composition side of it the publishing side of it so you can get dmca multiple times for the same use of the song
0: <laughs> i did not realize that either that had not clicked yeah. yet interesting okay
1: yeah and all of this is like and if you don't comply and take all this stuff down because like legally twitch has to remove that content like they legally have to remove it from the platform if you counter then they can put it back up and i think there's some this disc- uh language and about like how long they have to put it back up it's kind of ambiguous still. Um, but if you counter, you're then opening yourself up to a lawsuit because they can still say, eh, it wasn't bad faith. You actually didn't have the licenses. We can now sue you for who knows how much money. Like this could be in the hundreds of thousands per use on both sides, the composition and mechanical.
0: So is is that because you countering is basically you making an official statement that no, I am legally able to use this and then that's pretty much like you're getting in the ring at that point
1: yeah which the 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 post on how dmca process works is super long and in the long down part it actually says like um gosh way down it talks about counter notifications that counter notification has to meet legal requirements and clear explanation of how you have the rights to the removed content um they forward that on to the claimant the claimant will have 10 business days to provide evidence uh, that they've initiated court action to keep their content down. And this is all from just YouTube. So like there are very specific uh, YouTube has like very specific things written out, Twitch a little less, but like they do state like you have to have all this has to be a written notice. It can be digital or hard copy. So this is not an automatic bot process. All of this is like an actual written notice. You have to identify the material um you have to have your statement of consent that um all of this is done in good faith and that like a statement under penalty of perjury that you actually have the right to do this that you've actually um the material has been that has been removed um like they have to show that the material needs to be removed in good faith you have to show that in good faith no you have this it's it all gets kind of messy. And you have to have, like, your full legal name, address, physical address, telephone number, and all that, and a signature. So, like, it's all pretty big. Like, no one's just going to do this for funzy doodles.
0: Like, right. So, if there was any question after today as to why you should just not play copy
1: <laughs> I mean, it <laughs> just from the last
0: 10 minutes of discussion of going into what this can entail, if you decide to leave your butt cheeks mm-hmm. open, this is what you could possibly be uh, be yeah. getting into. Um, I have a question for you, and this is yeah. kind of just like a um, theoretical. Do you think that Twitch bans the user because that is the appropriate punishment, or do you think that is the quickest and easiest way for them to locate and get rid of the content without actually having to go searching for the content?
1: Um, I think it's a little twofold, but I think part of it is that it, does, it is an appropriate uh, punishment for this. If you are a repeat offender, you need to be removed from the platform. It sucks, <laughs> especially because like we live in an industry that is born out of doing illegal copyright stuff. Like streaming <laughs> games is illegal. Yeah, The gaming industry just happens to find this to be all like copacetic and they, they get a good thing out of it. This whole argument that the musicians should just be happy for the exposure and people are going to go out and buy the records. that kind of money turn around and just like it's not there i hate that
0: argument i i I have i wrote a little piece for myself later in the script knackers rant about streamers justification for playing music um (laughs) we will definitely get into that um where did my i lost my script there it is um okay so next i just really quickly wanted to touch on three different resources that I have built, Reenie has built, and one that Devin Nash has built because I think
3: mm-hmm.
0: there's something that all three do really, really good. And I never believe in a single best thing. If you have a, yes. a, a collection of things, you've got the best fucking toolbox in the house. Um, so the first obvious resource that we've already referenced today, streamermusic.com. This is a resource that was built by Rini and the Streamer Square team, which just has, first of all, fantastic descriptions and terminologies and faqs regarding dmca you've got links to a lot of different resources both free and paid which is pretty much like a massive database of music i remember when i started building mine um or like i had had mine in a very skeletal form for a super long time and then i saw what you guys were building i'm like well i'm just gonna stop building because <laughs> you guys yeah. kicked it you guys knocked it out of the park it was fantastic yeah.
1: and that's just like the first iteration of what we wanted it to be. Like we wanted something where you could actually search and sort based on like, is it free? How much music is even in there? Can you search based on what genres you want? Which was great until, you know, I worked for pretzel and we went from having 9,000 tracks over 12 stations to having over 300,000 in over 50 stations. And yeah, we kind of messed up their data a little bit (laughs) (laughs) and other places are growing too. Like, I don't want to like, Discontinue like our discredit what the work the other people are doing. It's great, but like obviously my home team is always going to be pretzel. I think what we're doing is amazing. You should really try it. We're free.
0: And you know what the <laughs> um the upgrade from the small player to the larger player has yeah. been just such a game changer. And when <laughs> when I experienced one of my first uh, support requests, I. Didn't realize how much control the new player had given me. So, like, I was I was accustomed to hitting the start button, clicking on pretzel, and then hitting play. And then I would just, like, set it and forget it. And then you guys come out of the woodwork with, like, a bunch of options you could turn on and off and all these different stations. And I'm like, oh, my God, yeah. I really should have taken a minute to go through and learn what was all possible with this new application. So it's it's been yeah. a fantastic use so far. It's, do you, off the top of your head, do you know how many tracks you guys have total?
1: Um, it's over 330,000, 100,000 um, in the player. There's over 2 million in our catalog.
0: Holy fuck! I did not think <laughs> it was that large. Wow. Yeah.
1: We okay. just broke the 200 or 2 million mark in our catalog, which we differentiate because of, because of how complicated music licensing is. We intake all this music from the distributors that we get, but then it has to all be not only just, you know, like audio process for volume normalization, all this stuff. And we have to make sure the tags are there and everything, but like we have to make sure every single thing is signed off by every single party involved, Mm -hmm. which if you're a singer songwriter, maybe that's just you by yourself. If you're someone like Drake, that could be 20 to 50 people per song.
0: Oh my God, I can't even imagine. Oh my yeah. God, just
1: thinking about that makes my head spin. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why we work with distributors now. Um, a lot of our artists are um, part of PROs, which is publishing rights organizations. That way we have all this stuff so much easier and simpler to sign off on and prove that like, we have this. And so if something on Pretzel gets you in trouble, it's either they didn't have all the rights that they thought they did, and so we'd sort that out. Or it's some sort of bad faith thing because, like, if if any any artist from Pretzel issues a DMCA takedown notice to a Pretzel user, that's a violation of our contracts with them. That's a violation of the licensing, and Pretzel will be there to support all of our users for that. Free, premium, whoever—like, that's something we're not okay with.
0: That is one of the main reasons why I recommend subscription services. In the same way. Um, Today, when you asked about building a computer, could I build you a computer? <laughs> Absolutely. Am I going to stand next to you when something goes wrong? And it's not that I'm going to be like, ah, you paid me. Fuck you. <laughs> but I just can't support you like a company yeah. could. Um, you know, being able to. My audio got all shitty. Oh, no. oh, you're you're back. I don't know. Okay. I, think, I think I have a bad. Uh, hold on. Testing. I think I have a bad extension cable going from my my headphones, so we're we're all good now. Um, It could
1: be mine, too, because I love my mic, but I know my cable management, and my mic is probably touching seven different things that it shouldn't be touching.
0: (laughs) It sounded, for a second, it sounded like you were in in space, like super far away, um, but we're here now. Um, So, yeah, and and that's why it's so important Mm -hmm. to have a company that will take care of that stuff for you and stand by you, because... There are things... Now, granted, a creator shouldn't have to learn every in and out of music copyright and DMCA. Um, That's why companies like Preto Rock exist um, to kind of smooth that over a little bit.
1: Yeah. Like, I get people asking me, how much do you think it would be if I just wanted to, like, reach out to, say, this one artist gets this one song because it's what I want for my intro? I'm like, well... More than likely because you're working with one of the three major labels, they're not going to answer your email. Like, I I would actually be surprised if they would even answer someone like Shroud's email. Right. (laughs) They might by now, but like I would still be surprised by that. Um, and then how much money do you have to throw at that? Because it could be anywhere from a couple hundred bucks per song. And there are websites out there that will like let you buy individual license for songs and they can be as low as $45 per song but like this can go in the multi-thousand dollar range just for one song especially because streaming is considered a commercial use you're gonna be making money off of this in some way most most likely
0: And then depending on the agreement, what if after three years they go, holy shit, you have 40,000 viewers. Let's renegotiate that. And then you've now got three years worth of VODs that have this song at the beginning of every single stream. Are you going to fork up the cast to continue that contract or are you going to find something else? So that's super super important too.
1: Yeah, a lot of the websites where I've seen where you can buy individual licenses for songs, it's based on – your viewer count essentially for streaming. Um, and that's something to take in consideration. If you're a smaller stream, yeah, it might be cheaper for you, but like say you start growing, that price is going to increase later for you. Um, yep. And so that's just, oh, it gets tricky.
3: <laughs> it does.
0: And
1: also like, who's going to own those rights to the songs? Like who owns the Beatles now? Can anyone even name who owns yes. them right now?
0: That That's another point yeah. that, I, I wanted to make sure that we highlighted um, when we went over another one of these points a little bit later, but I, I'm so glad that you said that. Um, really quick before we get on to some of the important questions that Reena and I wanted to to answer. Um, the other resources, so I have a website called StreamWiki, which I call the streaming Wikipedia. And it's basically just a collection of links that will that will point you to awesome resources. And right here at the top where it says resources, I have streamer music. Um, Devin Nash's DMCA resource, which is this mega Google doc that he built Mm -hmm. on stream with his community and other people that specialize in the industry. And it is just an awesome, awesome resource. He has his own list of music, but again, oh, hello, kitty. Um, also (laughs) doesn't touch, uh, the streamer music websites resource list. Um, and then we also have this, uh, Twitch music card, which is basically just a website that po- uh, points you to a bunch of individual artists uh, regarding their music, which again, Kat, you're, you're killing me right now. <laughs> he loves to chew on my shock mount. Uh, he'll rub against it and then he'll chew it. So I always just have to spin him around and now he's going to be sad. Um,
2: <laughs> but
0: uh, twitchmusic.carrd.co And if any of you don't know, Card is basically a website for... It's kind of like Linktree where you have a simple web page that just has a bunch of buttons to different links for your different social media platforms. Um, so super, super cool. So, uh, again, if you want to get a link to any of those, StrimWiki.com. And then all you have to do is just click on the audio portion of the table of content. So if you go to the ma- main page and you scroll down to, sorry, not audio, excuse me, music, music and sound effects right there. Um, And again, Devin Nash's, he has the overview kind of touching on going into great detail about what the experience is like with, um, you know, Billboard Top 100 songs. um, What happens when an artist gives you, you know, their permission over a tweet instead of something written out? It it goes into a, a lot of it. So three very, very awesome resources that are all at your disposal.
1: That was one of my favorite things that came out of DMCA for a while. But so-and-so tweeted me and said it was okay. Oh, that tweet is not legally binding.
0: (laughs) And it's so – it's awesome in the moment because they're like, holy shit. This millionaire just responded to my tweet and said yes. And But
1: unfortunately, that means nothing. (laughs) Yeah. And it's one of those things too, like – we have had artists who are on major labels say that they want to be on pretzel and it's amazing. We want them on pretzel, but like it, it's a process to work with all of these groups. And so like, this is why we don't have like Rihanna and Backstreet Boys. And like, I would die to have Lizzo on there because I want Lizzo. But, <laughs> My like girlfriend have loves
0: Lizzo. <laughs>
1: yeah. Like it's just, it's super complicated to get all these things signed off on. And so like, it takes a lot of time. Like even us getting a Facebook safe filter. Like we're, we're primarily all Twitch. There's a tiny, tiny bit of YouTube stuff because YouTube's its own beast. But like getting all this stuff for each platform, like we don't have any of the new streaming platforms on there right now. Like I think there's two new ones that are out and we currently don't have them just because like, it takes process to change all that legal stuff.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Is Glimmish one of the ones that you're referencing?
1: Yeah, yeah, okay. they've reached out to them. It's one of those things too. It's like it's so new that like it's hard to say. Yeah, our artists are cool with this. The thing though is like um, our sister company, Ninety Nine Lives. It's a record label. I believe that they're actually cool with it. And so like you, you just say have to sister check out. company. Yeah, they're owned by us. I didn't are, not owned by know us. that. We're, we're together. Oh, sorry. We're, we're, we're <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All of this was formed um, by the same group of people um not mclaffy taffy um sunday ian like all of them together it's kind of their thing um trey's in there somewhere heather runs the whole thing wow and it's like there's just a huge group of amazing people that i'm just like i'm part of this now
0: (laughs) (laughs) i i had no idea that those were linked um so thank you for telling me that
1: yeah and so like we, we love 99 lives. We love hanging out with them. And it's one of the things that it's easy for us to like say, Oh, Hey, like we personally on pretzel don't have this, but here's other places. Like, cause it's not just 99 lives. You can check in with uh, NCS, no copyright sounds, um, Argo Fox, base rebels, all of them. Like they have their individual statements of like what platforms you can use them on. And then what you need to do to use the music, like you have to have something on screen saying this is from them Do you have to have something in your description? Like, there's all these different things of what they prefer and to have their uh, usage for. And so you have to actually do your due diligence and use it.
0: Do you know if um, No Copyright Sounds has their own dedicated player, or are they still YouTube playlist?
1: I think that would be on the database on Streamer Music. Actually, (laughs) I'm thinking like I don't know, but it's on the database. Um, oh, That's the in game music database. That one's not. The in game music database was a cool idea, but like there's so many video games that you just can't Let's
0: see. It looks like, okay, so the, it looks like the website has a login and a music library. Yeah, it's library. music
1: library and it's also a label, so yeah. Gotcha, okay. And that's. I try to is... differentiate on there, of like what's a playlist, what's a library, what's a label. That way you can kind of get an idea of what they have.
0: One of my one of my main concerns with using YouTube playlists, and I I tend to tell people to stay away from them. And the only reason is because of autoplay. If you happen to end up somewhere that is no longer no copyright, um, and also when you You have boned hard on that. You can, you can like really really hard um even let's say you don't even go off of the path of that playlist that you've chosen what can happen is a artist who had a song added to a playlist that's managed by a nobody just somebody that got a couple songs together decides that they no longer want their their video so they pull the song from the playlist but you already have 17 vods that have been using this song in the background at some point. And of course, they're not just going to take their three minutes of your VOD that they were on there. The whole VOD's coming down. Not only really is the whole VOD coming down, your entire channel is coming down, whether it's temporary or permanent. So, another reason I really try to push people towards getting a subscription service that has dedicated players, that has blanket sync licenses, is you are not, you're not. Don't fuck around with your content. This, this is yeah. your brand. This is your content. Don't fuck around with it. Find something that from beginning to end has your interests in mind and just be safe. Because there, I've seen people that use random Spotify playlists, random Apple Music playlists, YouTube playlists. You never, There's nobody managing those that in the back of their mind go, you know what? If somebody happens to get DMCA'd, I'm going to go to bat for them because yeah. they, they're not going to.
1: Yeah. And these playlists too, like the whole, who decides what, like it's in our contracts for not just for pretzel, but for any reputable subscription service or free service like this, that's set up properly, what the terms are. And that's one of the things you for that's what music licensing you need to know is what are the terms if they decide they no longer want to be part of this, how long do they have to um, express their intent and notice is anything that was covered during that time still safe? So um, we've had an artist decide they no longer want to be YouTube safe. And they want to start claiming things. So we actually have a specific help article on just that artist saying, Hey, anything that was during this time period, it was covered. It was licensed. You're still safe. It might still get claimed. All you have to do is follow these exact steps reach out to the artist, follow this email thing, fill up the form and they will release that claim. And so like, you need to have something that will do those kind of extra steps for you. So like if an artist decides to sell their whole catalog to someone else, what happens? Like, this is like getting things written down, having a paper trail is so important. Like mm. you really need this for anything like, if you're going to be do- using music on stream, if you're going to be commissioning an artist for things and you want to use that artwork in more than emotes and you want to sell it for merch, you need to have that there so no one can be like, hey, I don't agree with this anymore. Or yep. say you turn out to be a terrible person and that artist doesn't want to work with you anymore. Like, technically, you have it in contract that, like, there's nothing in that contract, hopefully, that says, like, based on your ability to be a good human being which I mean you can put morality clauses in those things too if you really want to.
0: Right. And that's that was something that I didn't realize at first uh specifically the media license like when when you get a piece of artwork commissioned you can you can use it for whatever you want but if you plan on selling merch or reselling that art mm-hmm. There's a whole nother story of of fees and what's what's put in the contract. And I remember the first time somebody was like, yeah, I can do the art. It'll be fifty dollars. But if you want to be able to put this on merch, it's three hundred. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> just just make it once and I'll reprint it. Uh, and that was a long time ago. But again, something that maybe not so many people know about just because they haven't been through it before. Yeah. Um, one of our, one of the first questions that I wrote, which is like borderline kind of a rhetorical question, just because we've, we've covered so much of it was what was the biggest issues plaguing content creators? And you had this amazing quote that I love to throw into people's faces. When you use people's property, you need to ask permission.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things of like, every time I'm. Going up against an argument about why the DMCA is not fair uh, and all these things. I'm just like, it's all about consent. An artist has the right to say when and where and how their content is used. And that comes down to like, I always throw it back and I'm like, okay, so let's say I decide to do my own podcast, but instead, what I do is take all of Knacker's work throw it up put myself maybe in front of there just nodding <laughs> like nick you get to dmca me for that shit
2: yeah oh yeah
1: like that's not okay <laughs> so it's just one of those things like would you want someone else to take your work that you worked on and like put all your blood sweat, and tears in and to use it without any say from you like this is why everything from our alerts that we use to Oh, there's so many things that, like, it gets really complicated when you, like, yeah, it's just, if it's not yours, don't use it. Yeah. I
0: have the utmost respect for artists and musicians because they wield things into existence that I am not capable of doing. So, like, anybody can stream, right? Yeah. There's a select amount of people that can make music good enough for you to play on stream like any anybody can make music but to have music that's good enough for you to play and enjoy and for your community enjoy that's so goddamn valuable and Mm -hmm. we should absolutely treat it as such and there's always the well i'm giving you exposure kind of deal i guarantee that if you were like a big streamer and you saw how much money all of those clip compilation YouTube channels were making off of your content compared to that exposure that you're getting, you'd probably want a piece of the pie instead of that exposure.
1: Yeah, it's why, like, if you find yourself on live stream fails and you do not want to be on live stream fails, you can get yourself removed from live stream fails. Just, you know, maybe have a friend who's a lawyer who helps you a little bit.
2: Yep, yep.
1: (laughs) But yeah, you can, like... Uh, it just kind of blows my mind, this whole idea of, like, if it's on the internet, it should be free. Like, this is a weird mindset that we've come with, and it, it changes culturally, too. Like, I've seen some people, like, well, I pay for my internet service, therefore anything that's on the internet should be free for me to use, free for me to use however. And I'm just like, that's, it's just, it's like letting, like, I am i don't even know you. I'm going to go into your house and just, you know, sit and use your Xbox.
2: Right.
0: And then take it when I leave. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah,
3: um,
0: oh. One of the next questions. Um, how can a content creator verify a piece of content is okay to use and monetize? And then we kind of, one of the sub questions we has was how much info do they provide on their site or by contacting them? Um, so mm-hmm. just as a quick precursor before you kind of explain what, you know, uh, there was a, a TikTok that I did a couple of weeks ago, kind of highlighting, um, DMCA and copyrighted music and I had people reaching out to me asking me like hey is this okay is this okay and my response to every single one of them was look at the website see what license they offer see kind of what protection they offer in case something goes wrong see their terms and conditions like you mentioned earlier pretzel Mm -hmm. you're pretty safe. If you use the pretzel player on stream and then if you have the YouTube safe option ticked, you can safely export everything to YouTube. And for me, that has been brainless. Like I have just not had to worry about copyright claims. When you get into using some of these other services, um, especially if you're using like no copyright sounds or um, uh, the other one I can't think of right now. Uh, if we're using individual artists, some of them have different terms of conditions. I want my name in the corner of the stream. I just yeah. want a link to my Spotify in your YouTube description. And when it comes to maintenance and actually choosing which service you want to use, are you somebody who wants to go into every single VOD, highlight and YouTube upload and paste the link to the individual artist? Or do you just want to know that, when I upload my content, it's just covered. Um, yeah. and when people uh say things like, Well, um, things like epidemic or or pretzel, they're too expensive. I don't understand I don't think you understand what you're getting for that money a month. Like pretzel was five dollars a month, and that was astronomically so underpriced, and, and now it is adequately priced, in my opinion. And it was you can a still steal use it for, free. for a year, exactly. I actually, um, I don't, I try my hardest not to shit on people on social media anymore. <laughs> like I'll shit and then reconcile immediately after. But there were people that were telling that were encouraging other people to block the pretzel rocks user, pretzel rocks user <gasps> yeah. in chat, and that that blew my fucking lid. And I yeah. that was just one we thing I just cannot can track stand all for. Of that. Really?
1: Who has banned us? <laughs> and. The official statement is that banning or blocking Pretzel Rocks from your chat, from posting the attribution as a free tier member, can potentially get you suspended from the application.
0: Thank you. I'm I'm posting this to TikTok.
1: What up, TikTok? You fuckers! (laughs) They're coming for your ass! Because it's one of those things, like, in our agreements that we made with all of our rights holders, it's a you will get royalties for our premium pr- plays. They get 70% of all of that. 70%. So like they're taking in the revenue that we have here. The other 30%, you know, goes to take care of server stuff, some staff stuff for all, like, yeah, but most of that is going straight back to our artists. If you are not paying for those plays, then having just a chat attribution is the least thing you can do for them.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And it has a little link. The link, most of the times now, will go straight to the pretzel page to that segment and show you where it is so you can play it yourself. Um, some of the original ones will go to like a Spotify thing or a Bandcamp link, but most of them are going back into Pretzel. And it's one of those, like the biggest argument I get is, well, it spams my chat. I'm like, if your chat is so slow, that having something post every three to seven minutes is an issue for you that is not a pretzel problem Mm -hmm. and i hate saying it because like i am a small streamer myself like i'm used to just if i do a game on my birthday it's like three friends there with me and yeah pretzel can clog things up but like I have never lurked in a small stream and been like, oh, man, that bot's really posting all this song information to these artists. That's such a terrible thing. I don't want to be here. I'm like, yeah. nah, I ignore it. Because you know what? If the user chooses to, you know, keep Pretzel out of their vision through the means that Twitch will let you do that as a individual user in a chat, not as a broadcaster, like what can we do about that? Nothing really. Yeah. And so my, I'm not saying that's what you should do as a person in someone's chat, but
0: my exact analogy to that. One of the people that was giving me shit. First of all, they claimed that like the musicians were just weren't getting paid. And I'm like, okay, I'm my hair is my non-existing hair is falling out. <laughs> and then uh, after that, I said, it's the same thing. If you can't afford to tip the waitress, stay fucking home. Don't go out to eat because that is part of your privilege of being able to stream on Twitch. You can't just use whatever you
3: want.
1: Yeah. And there are other services that don't require a chat attribution. Um, Different ones will have things that you can put on stream. Different ones will have things that they want in your panels. Like if pretzel rock is not for you, we understand that. We're, I mean, we're sad to see you go. We think that we have the best music out there and the most variety. I, I'd love to see someone try to compete with us. No, I don't. Um, <laughs>
2: for the sake of competition. <laughs>
1: but, yeah. But like, you know, if we're not for you, that's fine. Because we're not for everyone. Like, we don't have a huge YouTube variety. Like, there's under 5,000 tracks that are licensed for YouTube right now. And that's just because of how content ID works. And mm-hmm. so, you know, if you are primarily a YouTube streamer, pretzel rocks might not be for you unless you really like things that are like synth waves and chip tunes and stuff like that. But you want like mm. emo and punk and polka <laughs> and all of that stuff. You're not going to really find anything. Like I think on our punk station, we have one track that is YouTube safe. So if you go to the station, you're going to hear that same track repeated over and over and over again. So. And
0: as a final point on that, I, I, I feel for the person who does not enjoy majority electronic music, right? because i will I will admit there's a, a massive lacking on other genres of music, and mm-hmm. I, I think I don't know if it's because it's the the ease, like I feel like, and this is not shitting on electronic music, it's easy to make listenable electronic music. Mm-hmm. And people who are really, really good at music, I feel like they can churn out electronic tunes, especially when they're when it's background music, right? Yeah. Like, are you gonna are you gonna sit in your are you gonna take a synthwave record and put it on a player and like sit there and j- probably not. You might love mm-hmm. synthwave to that point, but I'm trying to make a little point here that it's a little bit easier to make background music. Case yeah. in point, stream beats, being able to just churn out. Uh, track after track after track, it, it's a little bit easier. So I feel for the people that don't enjoy electronic music, uh, It's we have a little bit easier. I will admit that.
1: Yeah. And it's one of those things like, yeah, you just, we, we used to call this roller skate music like with my musician friends because it's a specific beats per minute that you get that's just kind of like that perfect. You can just cat jam to it all day yeah. long. And it's just that. That's all you need. And as long as that doesn't change dramatically, out the different tracks that you're playing you're pretty much set and most of the electronic music is all going to be kind of in that same nice range so like and even chill like chill has its own like specific temper to it and like that's what you want Yep. and so you're going to find tons of that like and that's i think one thing that sets us really up far apart from these other players is like people get tired of edm like which is one of those things that i thought i was going to and then i go into streams and like I know people I was in the press. I'm like, man, what station is this? I'm like, oh, it's this like hard dance. I'm like, I like hard dance. I like this like crunchy music. Like, what, what what's going on with this? I but then you get things like yacht rock, and oh my god, it's like the 70s dad music in the station wagon, and I'm just like oh. I love that's it. My channel. Yeah, that's my channel.
0: <laughs> um it's really cliche now, but lo-fi. Is my shit. I love lo oh, fi so, nice. lo-fi so yeah. much. Um, I've actually considered some ta- some type of lo fi inspired tattoo of like <laughs> that YouTube channel that has the girl who's studying, something along mm-hmm. those lines. Um, I just, lo fi is a type of music. I, I have, a, um, this is a way deeper of a conversation, but I have a, a weird relationship with music to where the past couple years, I don't listen to anything new. I don't listen to a lot of music. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to get back into it, but it was, it was podcasts, audiobooks, or driving in silence. And when I say driving in silence, I mean literally nothing. Like the air conditioner was my music. Oh. Um, and I had I no that. idea what... The- <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I don't know why that happened. Um, and I'm, I'm still trying to figure it out, but I'm just now getting to the point where now when I'm cooking... I'll throw on some music Mm. when I'm getting into the shower, I'm putting on some music. Like I'm starting to love music again. I would love to talk to that, talk about that to a therapist one day, like figure it out, figure out what happened that made me stop caring about music because it was such a massive part of my life for a really long time.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of lean into like witchy stuff. Like I've got, it's hard to show, but like I've got a tarot card on my arm. Even there's, there's crystals back here and shit and for me there's a a sense of wonder whimsy and magic to music and i found that like as i'm cooking as i'm doing things in my day like i will start singing songs whether or not they ha- the lyrics have anything to do with what i'm doing or how i'm feeling but like i've found that um you are my sunshine is my i want to make myself and my cats feel better even though those lyrics when you lo- like listen to them and actually get into the other lyrics it's this weird unrequited love that like the person's gonna self harm. It's really weird, but the melody is something i like. I found myself kind of latching on to those rhythms because they invoke these moods inside of you. And so like, it's one thing I love. Like, and you can do that with your games and shit. Like, putting on the spooky station and playing something like Animal Crossing. It's it's this weird thing. I Like, if you have like the like cer- certain epic music. Like we made a Vikings uh playlist and we did it mostly for the people who are doing Valheim now, which oh, love Valheim. Do you love Valheim? Yeah, I'm addicted. Um so we have this like short little Vikings playlist. I decided to throw it on just to check it out before we actually like tweeted it out the people who requested it. And I'm moderating for my streamer who is doing like Animal Crossing cutesy things, and I'm just like, wow, this became so much more epic now. <laughs> It's so it's really cool. Like I actually love it when people send us clips of like, "Hey, I put this music to this game, and look at what happened." I'm just like, "Oh my god, I love this!"
0: <laughs> I never would have like put those two and two together ever.
1: Yeah, like listen to cutesy pop stuff while you're like playing certain like smash and bash shooter game things. Like, heck, I, mean, I would before I worked for Pretzel. Yes, I listened to unlicensed music when I would play Overwatch, and I would like sing happy dumb pop songs while playing overwatch and getting these kills and it just oh it just changes the whole atmosphere i love it
0: do you have a history of liking creative sandbox survival games yes have you ever by chance played the game grav
1: i have not
0: okay uh
1: am i gonna lose my whole like life to this now no
0: it's it's i don't even think it's playable anymore quick story it came out it got super popular the devs pretty much grabbed all the money and ran and just abandoned the game super sad but i would i would stay up all night mining resources and i would just find like two to three hour drum and bass mixes on soundcloud and i would just And now we just mine resources for hours at a time. (laughs) For for whatever reason, just electronic music and survival games have always just been like in harmony for me. So,
2: totally understand that.
1: Grad school too, and I'm like writing papers and turning things out. Like I need something with a certain amount of energy to keep everything stimulated and going. And like that high energy. It's it's why people have workout playlists. Mm -hmm. Like you need a certain like environment around you to encourage that and like music is the best way to do it.
0: Have you ever seen the movie Moneyball? No. With Brad Pitt. Book. Okay. I'm,
1: I'm really bad with movies. I used to work in a movie theater and like all I would do was watch the same like beautiful mind like 20 times. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I did with my life.
0: Um have you ever seen uh perks of being a wildflower?
1: Uh, I haven't seen it, but I've read the book like 17,000 times. It's okay. one of my favorite books.
0: So um, I R- – Wallflower? Did I say Wallflower? Sorry, Girthy. Um <laughs> I am, I don't watch movies or TV shows, but soundtracks to movies and TV shows yes. fucking get me. So I'm going to post a link to a tweet that I put in chat, and this is just to a song that was in a movie uh, called Bunny Ball. And it's like an eleven-minute track, and it's just one of like the greatest songs. I, I use it for meditation every once in a while too. So highly recommended. Um, if anybody's seen Moneyball, it's like one of the greatest fucking movies ever.
1: Yeah, like I yeah I I'm always a big fan of saying to go out and like any of the movies that kind of like hit you in certain feels, get those soundtracks. Yes, like TV shows. Like I felt this special place of love for. um because they had vitamin strings quartet which had all these like uh pop songs done to strings and i'm just like this brings back so much nostalgia because like in high school driving my younger sisters around they were like very conservative christians and like i would want to listen to all these different things and so we would just play this stuff that like we knew the lyrics for it but like my sister's like oh this is really pretty i'm like (laughs) this is safe
3: have you ever or you didn't of, even play
1: those things at toy stores when little kids are around. <laughs> Going back to the childhood. Yeah. Um,
0: have you ever heard of the band Coheed and Cambria? Yes. So they had uh, – Vitamin String Quartet did a tribute to the, one of the Coheed and oh. Cambria albums. And so that, that's got a special mm. place in my heart too. Um Yeah all right next up uh how can a creator be sure that we got so derailed there but that's the point of this podcast uh how can a creator be sure they won't be dmca'd what proof of license can the music creator provide
1: okay uh so this is one of those things where you really need to do your due diligence and check out the platforms themselves what are they going to provide um I don't have like what the pretzel licenses actually do, but there are different types of licenses. And so you need to know what you actually need for whatever you're doing. Because I've had a lot of people like, well, why can't you just play radio? Because we have this ASCAP BMI public performance stuff on Twitch. Doesn't that mean that we can just play radio and be fine? It's like, well, no, the radio stuff is very specific. Radio in itself is... I don't want to say it's kind of fucked up, but it's just really, it's a really interesting history because apparently what happened was one of the major labels was like, here's our music. We're just going to give it to you, play it. And so now anyone else who wants to be on the radio had to just give their music to radio too. They couldn't like ask for specific payback from it. And so that sort of set things in motion for radio and it's just like. Hot damn, no no wonder musicians are so pissed off about so much stuff. It's because, like, their industry has been in this weird, murky water for so long. And so, like, when it came to the Internet and things were new, they could actually start fighting for these rights for themselves.
0: They've literally <laughs> been fucked ever since. Yeah. Like from from the beginning, like they started out getting taken advantage um by their managers, and then they started getting taken advantage by the record labels, and then they got fucked by the internet, and now they're still getting fucked by the internet. We de- we gotta yeah. c- cut them some slack.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things. Like everyone, like we just went on this big long—I don't even know how long—rant about how important music is to whatever you're doing in life, your emotions, driving. Like it it plays such a huge part. But like people don't value it like there's a joke in our community about like music is a sandwich and such it's like because it's like oh but if i make this and this and this then i have like if i buy the sandwich i have the rights to do whatever i want with it i can give it to whoever i want I'm like no music's not a sandwich <laughs> like just because you buy a cd that gives you the right to play that for individual use. It's the same thing as seeing all those FBI warnings on VHS tapes. If you are old enough to remember VHS tapes, <laughs> right.
0: yeah. you, you brought up a really good point, And this is actually one of my main qualms with the standpoint. So because it's like, it, it, it's a double-edged sword because people have such an emotional connection to music. Their desire for wanting to share it with other people kind of overrides their due diligence of what they should be doing with the music. So like, this is my music. I should be able to play my music on my stream because this is my space. And it's like, okay, I get that. But you have to understand, like, the only reason that you're able to feel the things that you're feeling is because somebody else created something out of nothing and made you feel that way so Mm -hmm. you have a little bit of a due diligence to give them the credit that they are due just because you pay ten dollars for apple music every month or just because you bought the cd it makes you feel like you are entitled to your emotions but at the core you're really not because you didn't write that shit somebody else did
1: yeah it's one of those things that like would you go and take a book that you have purchased or gotten from a library and just Xerox all of the pages and give it to whomever you want? That's no. Perfect example. You're not going to do it. Like maybe someone will. And yeah, I know like in school people do that too. There are protections for groups like, like education put into place. Um, and that's even like with sheet music, they put into like their, um, their licensing fees for, Schools essentially that they can have X number of, and churches too, like you have X number of copies that you can make for this stuff. And so that's part of the thing. Is like technically what my high school band did, which was photocopy the original sheet music cop like over and over again. We weren't supposed to do that.
0: You just brought up a great point. When is somebody going to get DMCA'd for doing a book reading on stream?
1: I. Yeah, that one, like, the only book reading that I've participated in, Will Wheaton did a Choose Your Own Adventure one, but he actually, after doing one of them, the, the publishers got a hold of them and said, hey, we actually like this, can you do more? And they sent him more books. And so, oh. like, that was a cool thing that happened. I'm like, I want more of this. But, like, essentially, you're creating a a book on tape, but you also have a video with it. So, like, that sync comes in. There's all this... There's all this stuff that's come to mind. It's like, there's a theatrical license, print license. Um, we've talked about um, mechanical and the master license. Like, and then there's sync licenses, which is the big, big, big thing that Twitch is arguing. Are not even Twi- Twitch has not talked about sync licenses for a very specific reason. They do not have sync licenses for their things. They have that public performance. But this is one of those things where I will direct you to go to that video and watch and see, like, listen to the exact verbiage that Jeremy uses when he's talking about public performance licenses. He talks about public performance to perform music on stream. Mm-hmm. Not play music on stream, perform music on stream. And they do not really discuss with covers whether or not that is okay for you to sing along to a recording. It's not because that recording still covered by its own mechanical license um because and also like there's the um composition the publishing for that too but like it's they don't really discuss this as far as like what you actually can and can't do they 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 circle around it and it's really frustrating because people are going to get in trouble Mm -hmm. streamers are the ones who are going to feel the blowback from all of this Uh, and all because you know I, I I don't want to say Twitch is doing this on purpose to hurt streamers. They're finding this. They're, they're learning all of this as they go to. Right. Like I want to assume that they have lawyers and they're working with them and are helping them, but they're still learning this too, and they're trying to figure out what can they do that is in the best interest of Twitch, which is something they've talked about. Like there was um, certain words, and I'm trying to find my my notes on like what he actually said. Um, but working with the major labels on something that is appropriate for Twitch, meaning, what is Twitch getting out of this relationship with the majors? Right. And so, like,
0: We're, and it, at the end of the day, we need Twitch to prosper in order for us yeah. to prosper as well. So it, it, it's going to be mutually beneficial.
1: Yeah, and it's it's one of those things of like, um. This is something that we have a little further down in the notes, but it's like there was news not that long ago about how Facebook made a deal with the, the major labels to get everything for their partners and their streamers for Facebook, um, which I don't remember if that was only for Facebook gaming or if that was for Facebook Live. So it covered all live streams. Um, to
0: my knowledge, I thought it was only for Facebook gaming. I only yeah. remember it being in reference to that live streaming part of Facebook.
1: Yeah, and it was one of those – I think it's that and then – because, yeah, they talk about how the music needs to be background. It cannot be the focus type of thing. Um, right. So it's very specific in their in their contracts, what they can and can't do and use for that. Um, YouTube has very specific things, so that's why content ID matters over there. And honestly – The music industry loves content ID and YouTube because up until recently, if you claim something, it took all of the revenue from that, that video and gave it back to the rights holders. Now it's split. So the, the the content, the streamer does get some of that money. They don't lose it all. Um, But that's why you don't see much license for YouTube in any of these platforms, because they already have a way to make money on YouTube. They don't want to license it because they're out all of that money. Hmm.
0: Is, oh. uh, is there any final points you want to touch on? I know like there was a lot of information packed into how a yeah. creator uh, makes sure they won't be dmca eight. Is there anything like big points you want to highlight before um, we move on?
1: I think a big one would be the copyright versus license. So those tend to get thrown around a lot. The license is the actual agreement between the content creator, the platform, whomever. In our case, like for me, it's between Pretzel and... Um, on behalf of Pretzel users and the rights holders as the artists and their labels and whatnot, and whoever's their acting agents. The copyright is the actual, I own this. So Pretzel does not own any of the songs that are in there with the small asterisk of, you know, we are in the same parent company as 99 lives. So therefore, you know, there's some ambiguity there, but technically Pretzel does not own them either. And so when you're looking at music and you're saying things that like, oh, you want to look for things that are not copyright, you want to look for copyright free music. That doesn't matter. You're looking for things that are properly licensed. And that's something that like I've been trying to like, I'm one of those like, well, actually, and I correct my friends <laughs> a lot with those terms, like, <laughs> like, yeah, you you want this, this and this, like, you don't want to look for royalty free music all the time because royalty free just means they're not paying the artist. Right. And so those are like the terms you need to really focus on is like you want properly and correctly licensed music. And that license is going to be a piece of like a document. It might not be printed. It might be digital, but it will state exactly what tracks you're looking for or what content you're looking to use by whom and what, like f- for this purpose, like for streaming on Twitch, for my alerts, for the whatever, whatever, what are the terms? Like, how long can you use this? If they decide to revoke access, what's the term for that? Like, you want all of this stuff specified. Mm-hmm. And if you're looking at platforms, pretzel included, and you'd want to know, okay, what is this protecting me? Like, what can I use this for? Does, is sync covered in this? And if it doesn't specifically say anywhere on their terms of service or on their use agreements, um, like in video games, you'll want to look at what's called the EULA, the end user license agreement. If it doesn't specify exactly how you can use it as a user, ask. Always ask. If you don't like the answer, don't use it. Don't take that risk. Yep. <laughs> because you're opening yourself up to, to then be like, well, I know this person was interested in using it. Let's go see if they did. And ha, ding, BMC would
0: And if you feel like the agreement or the contract isn't specific enough, That's sort of a red flag for you because you want that stuff to be – again, this is your brand. This is your content. Mm -hmm. Don't fuck around.
1: Yeah. Is Pretzel going to show you a copy of our licenses with our – even a blank one? No. We're not going to show that just because of like proprietary things. But they have people like me to talk you through all this, to reassure you, to like let you know um, our team is so phenomenal – we have our CO Tom. He works a lot of the contracts. Our a and guy, Ryan, is phenomenal. Like, If you want to know why these stations are amazing, Ryan has hand-curated all of them. So he has listened to all of the music on Pretzel and said, this goes here, this goes here. So like, he is the reason why all of these sound so good.
0: Oh, so he's a psychopath. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, he, Two like, million! Yeah, he, uh, the the fact that he can put through these songs so quickly uh, and make these stations happen. And then on top of it, we're like, oh, hey, can you make us a playlist of sea shanties? I have it the next afternoon. So we have sea shanties now if I wanted it.
0: He is what we call an essential worker. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. Um,
1: so this next question,
0: does a song that works on one platform cover all of them? And um, you've been doing a lot of explaining, so I can kind of take the, the brunt of this one. Feel free to add anything afterwards. So the the most important answer to this question is it depends. And I know that people hate that fucking answer, but – in something as specific as DMCA, copyright, and content creation, it depends. We kind of live by the phrase, it depends. And you really have to pay attention. Um, so for something like Pretzel Rocks, for Twitch, there is, I think, do you know if Pretzel Rocks installs with a YouTube filter
2: on or off?
1: It used to be permanently, like it was always on, but now because most of our songs are not YouTube safe, it is off. Okay. and But when you sign up and you have the player open, there's a nice box that says, you are not YouTube safe. Do you yes. want to turn this on? Yes. We were going to make it bright red, but then it's like, most people are going to see bright red and just click it. And we don't want them to miss out on all the amazing music that's not YouTube safe if they're not doing it.
2: Right, like, right.
1: The number one thing I see, or not the number one, but one of the big things I see in tweets is like, oh, I why did my VOD get muted? I have YouTube safe. I'm like, well, did you put it on YouTube at all? No, take YouTube safe off. That has nothing to do with your VOD mute yeah like it's only like youtube safe means youtube <laughs> which is twitch is different i have to explain to people that twitch is owned by a different company they are a separate platform
0: what do you like, mean yeah so so again so for like for pretzel rocks for instance oh my god you right out there
1: <laughs> <laughs> someone fall off a ladder and break a rib
0: how fat is that doink um so for for pretzel you have a setting that allows you to be safe for when you are streaming on twitch that covers when you are live and the vods after the fact there is a option that you can switch on where you are only playing music that is youtube safe so you know that when you export your vods to youtube you're covered there as well for all of the other services that i've looked at they are very specific on when and where you can use their content so This is something as a streamer that you want to keep in mind. Are you somebody that cares about your VODs being saved on Twitch? Are you somebody that cares about exporting your VODs to YouTube? Do you want to be able to take highlights and clips from your stream and post them to other platforms? These are the things that come into play. And now we haven't even talked about – I'm not really worried about licensing for music on TikTok because that is so (laughs) ungoverned right now.
1: Well, TikTok, it's actually – I believe they have – a, like they have a, an agreement with the majors and that's why there's so much music on tiktok that you yeah. can use
2: yep and yeah. it's just
1: one of the things like that's so if you are a streamer and you want to put your clips out there put them on tiktok
2: mm-hmm. don't put
1: them on instagram don't put them on twitter we we just saw the whole thing with um little siha and lexi who just got suspended for a couple of weeks because of their just dance videos from having clips yep don't do it um if i one of my friends like i he actually posted things and it looked like Sony was going after people on, on Twitter. So that's really, was the big thing there. yeah. Which that's one thing I do want to also say too, is like we talk about the music industry as big, ubiquitous, large single entity. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> there are so many groups out there. And, and the fact, like when I said you can get DMCA on publishing and on the mechanical, those are separate groups. Those are separate people. They have different agendas. And they will have different ways of tackling DMCA. So like we have seen small little tests of waters of DMCA from certain groups so far. We have not seen them all. I do not believe that we are through with seeing DMCA strikes.
0: Imagine the companies that haven't even made themselves known yet. Like they're just building tools in the background, collecting data, um, building cases on people. Um, This is why I... What I do for TikTok is I will make a TikTok and then I will save it without music and then I will mm-hmm. save it with music so that if I want to take that content and post it to another platform, I can do that safely because um, there's been times, I've, I've, especially in the streamer community, people create TikToks that are following trends and copyrighted music that is only licensed for TikTok. They post it over to Twitter, it gets all this engagement, and then what do you know? Down the road, somebody comes by and slaps you with a DMCA, and your Twitter's gone for uh, a short amount of time or permanently.
1: Yeah, and most likely, if they take one of your, like I say, I take one of your TikTok videos and put it on my Twitter, I'm the one who's going to get my account suspended. Yep. Not you. <laughs> I'm the one who's going to get my account suspended. And so like, I, I actually had someone like get into a long argument with me about this whole, like, But I'm just sharing. Like, why? Why would they allow you to share things? Like, why does YouTube have a share button? Why does TikTok have a share button? If you can just be like, what's the whole point of the internet? Then I'm like, well, it's complicated. Like, Mm -hmm. you really just have to like uh, uh, Noah Downs, uh, my lawyer friend. He always talks about it's all about risk assessment, like or mitigation. Like, what are you actually willing to risk? And so, if I put up your TikTok, do I think that um, the music you have used, I think that, that is safe. Do I think that you yourself, Knackers, are going to come and say, hey, you use this in a tweet. A tweet itself is its own unique content. Therefore, you, you are using my content to make your content DMCA take you down too. Like I have to like take that risk.
0: Right. And because to us, even um, people that grew up with Twitter in its infancy, we don't think about that when we tweet or we retweet, right? We're just yeah. like, oh, this is funny, retweet, and that is just the end of it.
1: Memes, memes are going to be like, it's one of those things I love. Like, I always said I was never big into memes, and now like I'm part of Twitch and like I'm starting to get used to them and notice certain ones. But it's like memes can screw you over super hard because all it takes is for one of them to be like, nah, this is not how we do it, and yep. DMCA everyone who's used that meme.
0: I am surprised that Disney did not cut down half of the internet for Grogu memes and stuff that went around. Yeah. I mean, like, they got really um, they got really strict on re-uploads on Twitter and mm-hmm. people trying to make uh, physical items and sell them. But as far yeah. as, like, the memes and stuff that went around, again, it, it we kind of dabble in the conversation of, well, it's a little bit of advertisement. Like, I'm yeah. sure... Well- disney sees everybody sharing grogu and goes oh that's some good shit
1: (laughs) yeah well there's also the discussion of is this transformative is it a parody is it free use yep and to all of that my answer is always the same i am not a judge a judge is the one who decides free use i can't decide if something's transformative um that's why like even for me seeing um like news, talk show, political streams. I get nervous when you are like even reaction streams where you're watching YouTube videos. You don't own that YouTube content. You mm-hmm. don't necessarily have the right to use that in your Twitch stream to react to it. But is it then considered journalism transformative if you are then commenting over it? Some say yes. I To me, it's such a gray area. That's why I, would, I don't want to touch it myself. But it's like you really – if you're going to go down that route, you really should do like – an online course in just digital journalism stuff just to just to like prepare yourself do the proper like research on it to make sure that you know your ass is covered
0: the word parody I feel like is such a gray area yeah uh, especially on twitch so when I when I see the defense that it is parody it makes me nervous because we we have no We have no history of how things have played out in court. And if we do, they're just not talked about a lot. And so when I see that use that as a, as a defense, my, my response is always the same. Are you willing to, to bet your entire entire channel on it? Are you? If not, then you should probably think otherwise.
1: Yeah. Like everything I've learned about parodies so far is like most people who are professionals who do parodies for a living, get permissions and licenses ahead of time to use specific parts of it. Um, and also parody is supposed to be considered like, is it parodying the actual um, content itself? If that's what's considered a parody instead of just like, Oh, I'm using your um, under like the background music, the tunes, the melody to create my own lyrics on it. Is that actually technically a parody? That's gray area. I don't, I don't have the answer for that.
2: Yep. Me either.
0: Um, in the interest of time, because we were on Twitch and we're talking about Twitch, do you want to skip over the Facebook-related stuff? Yeah. Is Is there anything within there that you feel um, is super important that you want to highlight?
1: I think the big question of Amazon owns Twitch, why can't we just use Amazon Music, all this stuff? To which the big answer is Amazon Music is a digital service provider. They are pretty much exactly like Spotify, Pandora, Apple Music, even like Pretzel, they are just providing you a platform to listen to the music. You are not buying a license. You are not obtaining any kind of license um, in Amazon Music to use it in any kind of broadcast performance. To um, Pretzel, you are. I will say, yes, Pretzel, you are getting the licenses for that. We have it. Amazon Music does not have the licenses to have you rebroadcast the music essentially and then put it to video which is the big big thing putting music to video is sync you need a sync license for that
0: oh i didn't know that that was one of the like defining parts of the yeah. sync license okay
1: it it comes i believe from the days of like black and white movies when they would have like the player pianos um yeah. so syncing that up to it no shit that's what I was told, yeah. If I am wrong, someone can correct me, but that was what I was told. I'm like, that is super cool.
0: If you are, we're just going to lie and say that you aren't <laughs> because that's that's classic and cool as fuck. <laughs> yeah.
1: And that tells you, too, like music, copyright law, these terms, these things are old. Mm-hmm. They have been around for a while. They have not changed much. DMCA came out in what, uh, 1998? Yep, yep. It hasn't changed the verbiage and it has not changed once since it is currently under review. I don't know if that review process is still happening, but like the idea is not to get rid of the DMCA. The idea is to get some sort of unionized group of streamers to have our own lobby to say, Hey, this is what we need.
3: Mm-hmm. Like
1: we need to have our voice there. Streaming is becoming such a huge part of our culture. We need representations of streamers to protect ourselves. Right. And that hasn't happened yet. Like, Yes, when copyright came up, um, my friend who was part of um, the um, uh, A2IM um, the Association of Independent Music. That's all I can really remember off the top of my head. But she was on that and she went and spoke in front of Congress on behalf of A2IM, but also for streamers To be like, here's what we know of, like like what I know of Twitch. This is what their interests are. Like we need that happening. And the fact that this wasn't like big Twitch news, wasn't big YouTube news. Like, hey, the content creators, this is your livelihood. If you want it to like go the way you need it to go to make a living, you need to fight for this. And you need to get educated on how to fight it.
0: It is also our responsibility to educate the uneducated about it, too. We can't just expect them to know it. Yeah. Um, Two quick questions. One, is that a real brick wall? Yes. Awesome. Okay. This
1: this is why I don't have windows because there's another building right next door. Like I I live in a tiny village in the downtown area, and I have one window in my entire apartment. (laughs)
0: Okay, gotcha. Uh, question Question number two, that little what looks like space art piece that is in the corner of your camera. Can I see that?
1: This is from, um, I don't have like the artist on it, but this is from my, my monthly, witch um, subscription box that okay. I get called Witch casket UK. Um, I didn't realize 30- that
0: there was a person in the, I'm sorry. Go yeah.
1: Ahead. And so every month you get this nice, uh, box with lots of little trinkets. There's always like a tea in there. There's some sort of goody, um, this pin holder, this card holder that all came from different ones. I have a nice hat that says the craft on it. Nice. Um, over there. I have a little wax candle melter thing that looks like a cauldron. You get all that stuff and you get little like enamel pins every month, not sponsored, but please sponsor me. I love you guys. <laughs> like, <laughs> so yeah, uh, that's a, I, I love which, has yeah, there's, I, I, I got my decorating style from my late grandmother, um, which is like tchotchkes everywhere. Okay. So that's why there's like stuff like I've got my birds. I have like probably fifteen vintage cameras that are all like mid century cameras that I have everywhere. Like Thought that was the camera. Yeah. There's there's stuff all over um up on my wall up here is like a different collage of art that I love and embroidery that I've done. Like this is yeah,
0: I noticed I, I, I just stuff. saw the design and the colors and I, I immediately got intrigued.
1: Yeah. Uh so one of the next
0: big points we want to cover is the Ironically, out of nowhere, Twitch held a uh, a live stream, pretty much updating the community on DMCA, what was happening, what Twitch's plans were for the next uh, four quarters, and there was some really, really good stuff. I'm glad that you had a chance to go over it because I did yeah. not. So I, I'm leaning on you heavy for this part. <laughs> you know, I've got I've got the footnotes, but um, it was hosted by DJ Wheat and then Jeremy. <laughs> Who is the head of creative uh, something. Yeah. Fuck. I had memorized it before we went live and now it's gone. Um, somebody important over at he, Twitch.
1: He's like a, a project manager, director type of person. Managers, their their tiger team, which is a their term we own. Tiger yeah.
0: team, that's right. Um, yeah. So they they spent a good amount of time going over what tools were available now and what they were going to be coming out with in the future. Um so yeah. if you wanna if you want to touch on that.
1: Yeah. So um a big thing that they talked about was how previously the only way you knew if you had gotten any sort of DMCA communications of any kind was via an email, which that was linked to whatever email you have your Twitch accounts associated with, which I don't know about y'all, but I have about 20 different emails somewhere and our email accounts. And so for me, I put them all into the same little inbox because I want to actually have my stuff. Not everyone does this. So things get lost. Yep. People were getting DMCA strikes and not knowing it. And so they are now having this good, as an in insight notification. So when you get those little things that says like so-and-so gifted you a sub, are your sub expired? It's going to be in that. Um, eventually, they'll have more spots for that in your creator inbox and on your channel. Um, they're going to give you ways to track any claims that you have or any strikes. Um, and that will be a panel in the video producer. So you'll go to like your dashboard, then content, video producer, and it should be all in there somewhere. Um, and this will like tell you how many strikes you have. Which we will probably start seeing tweets of people saying, I have X number of strikes. Mm -hmm. So this comes back to Twitch. How many strikes can we have before you need to ban people? Right. And if we know that you are tracking strikes, the rights holders know that you are tracking strikes. If you are not banning people, or if you are not banning people equally across the board, we are going to know. And that's something that's like going to cause, it's going to stir shit up because Who's going to get a two-day suspension? Who's going to get a one-month? Who's just going to be permanently gone? Yep. Um, Is Twitch going to play favorites based on numbers and money?
0: Right. How large is the record label that is coming after you? Are they a small little uh, little two-man operation? Or is this Mm -hmm. like a massive, massive company like Sony that is coming after you? That's going to have a huge uh, plane as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, again, they didn't clarify what how many takedown notices because remember takedown notices is different than a strike how many takedown notices do you need to earn one strike we don't know that information and that's something that i i hope twitch will give to us at some point um i tend not to ask questions during these town halls because they're just massive and there's so much going on and they I don't want to say they basically have their script, but they they have their script and then they take the questions that are going to fit into that script. It feels like, which is fine. They will ask some other things, which is great. And they will pull stuff up from chat. Um, It really does happen. But some of the things that I would want to ask are probably going to take a lot longer than they're going to want to answer on, on screen for me.
0: (laughs) Right. And as, uh, as informed as they are, they're probably not specialists in this yeah. particular field. And it, it's probably good that they are not answering every single question because they probably aren't well-equipped. Like, DJ yeah. Wheat is not a music copyright god. Um, yeah. and, and, he, I, and I doubt that the other gentleman is either.
1: Yeah. DJ Wheat doesn't necessarily know, like, what's going to cause issues. Because he even said that he's got a strike. He's found measures to prevent that. Oh, He uses pretzel now.
0: DJ Wheat! (laughs) By the way, (laughs) I love you, DJ Wheat. (laughs)
1: Um, But yeah, it's one of those things of like, there's still information they need to get. And yes, they should be checking all of this over with their lawyers Mm -hmm. because we want to make sure we're actually getting accurate information out all the time. And so that's why like, even for me, like if I don't know the answer, I will try to give the best of my knowledge and then also explain with the caveat like, this is something i need to look into i will ask around like i mean i just had someone ask me um if their bot is muted can they not make clips anymore i'm like that's a good question i don't know i go over and ask some twitch staff that i know because Wrenches, I love you. You are so prominent in in chats. And the fact that I've gotten to know you over the years, like I can actually just DM some people and be like, hey, does this happen? Yes. And so, yeah, if your VOD is muted, you cannot create twi- uh, clips from it. If you had created a clip, it will be deleted.
0: Interesting. I, I had yeah. wondered about that, but I had never confirmed it. So thank you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that's a lot of what they're doing now. Um, they're, uh, so we don't know what it means for repeat offenders there's this issue of Twitch forgiving strikes and what that actually means too. So like, is that if they're able to prove that, yes, you do have the licenses. So um, is it going to be a similar appeal to how they do mutes now? Like we have songs on pretzel that get muted through audible magic because audible magic is its own service. People register on that. We, we don't have access to that. So this is all done through Twitch and audible magic. If people appeal and that gets released, like, is the process going to be similar? Like, how are they going to actually decide what's forgiven, what's not? Like, is it just if you appeal at all, it's going to be that strikes removed because they wouldn't make it easier to counterclaim um, the state that you actually have um, the rights that they're going to give you access to see the VODs and whatnot that has the content that has been claimed. Um, So anything that's considered allegedly infringing, so we can't say yes or no, it is. It's just allegedly infringing. Um, You're going to be able to review that um, and make counterclaims. However, are they going to then provide streamers with the knowledge that if you counterclaim, you are opening yourself up to a lawsuit? Right. Um, Because that's the next step, basically, is... They say, hey, don't use this. You say, no, I have the right. They still believe that they that you don't have the right to do it. They will take you to court.
2: Yeah.
0: I also wonder at what point they will go down the same road as YouTube, where YouTube actually will force you to take, like, a copyright yeah. mini class in order to go back to having your account be normal again, which I thought was – I actually – um before i got really i i've always been serious about copyrighted music on mm-hmm. stream i would say for the past maybe 3 to 4 years i've been really serious about it but i was still watching like youtube videos on stream every once in a while and we were watching we had gotten onto like uh an asian street food youtube video kick where we were just watching all these videos from people getting asian street food and then we found this insane um Not the omaru rice, but the uh, it was like tornado egg volcano dishes or something (laughs) where you you crack these eggs into a super hot pan and then you take chopsticks and you twist it and it turns into like a little mountain of egg. Oh, God. And uh, (laughs) I got I got a copyright strike for that video. And I actually had to go through, watch this video, take a quiz and everything was fine. But, uh, yeah, I'm I'm actually wondering if if Twitch will go down that road as well.
1: I think it's actually a great way because then you get to cover the whole, we are providing you with education on this.
0: Yes. And, you know,
1: if Twitch doesn't want to do this themselves, they can offload it to such organizations like Streamer Square, who's very equipped to do these kind of things.
0: Yep. Oh, yeah.
1: And And so, yeah.
0: I don't know why but it feels like uh, Twitch's solution to that is abstinence. Instead of using resources to educate the end user, they're kind of like,
1: ah, good luck, dude. (laughs) They're like, oh, we deleted that for you, which, yes, if you get a notification, they have to remove the content, but then it perpetuates this myth that if you delete your VODs and clips, you are safe. Yep. You are not. Just because you deleted the evidence doesn't mean what you did was not illegal.
0: Right. Right. And like you said, there are people out there logging and taking notes and and making sure that this stuff is documented. Um, Yeah. Um,
1: Which I can't remember if that was in the tweet that uh, Noah put out about how there's. I just pulled that up. (laughs) Yeah. About how like they can do like there actually are live DMCA's happening and they have happened for a while. We don't see them for music very much. We do see them for like, sporting events FIFA likes to do them <laughs> yeah <what> I'm told <laughs> MMA you want to play soccer yeah you want to do A. like CNN did them for a lot of the things for like the debates and stuff they're like ha ha no clutch and they shut down all these political streamers for a while like you have to be really careful heck the Square Enix thing that's going on that I think it was happening earlier today they sent out a list of here are the exact times that you should mute your s- co-stream of it, because these will DMCA you. Yeah. It's like, why would you want to go through and mute while you're watching and talking? Which, if you're going to co-stream anyways, turn the audio off, because you never know. Right. there was the whole... um, God, I don't remember what even awards announcement it was, but they had Metallica, of all bands, playing, and they switched the music!
0: That... It was hilarious to me. That was absolutely hilarious. Um, It's
1: just like, but you can get DMCA'd on video content as well. However, Twitch, the environment that we're living in, you're much less likely to be DMCA'd for video content, especially with co-streaming, because that's something that they encourage, especially mm -hmm. if you're co-streaming actual Twitch events. Um, Granted, then you run into the issues of them playing at the middle of their events which is fun but
0: oh good times (laughs) navigating around that yeah um i
1: actually i want to read um
0: yeah be careful I want to read um, Noah's tweets because I think they're they're super important. Uh, Twitch is rolling out updates related to the mass DMCA's we've seen over the last few years. Importantly, this includes the ability for creators to track how many strikes they have on their channel and to receive DMCA notifications on Twitch itself. There's much more to do. Twitch auto-deletes DMCA'd content and usually can't reinstate it if the creator counters the DMCA. This is a problem because per the DMCA, Twitch must reinstate content within two weeks of the counter unless they receive word that the lawsuit is filed by the claiming property. Also, with the content removed completely, as opposed to disabled publicly, the creator can't see if the content was actually infringing. This hamstrings their ability to file a counter. Uh, Note Twitter has the same issue. Twitch says this in particular will be addressed by quarter
2: four.
1: Yeah, this is something where they did talk about how, like, you should be able to start viewing the content that is unpublished and whatnot, and whatever has received some sort of strike on it. Um, But again, like, this stuff isn't happening immediately. It's stuff that's going to be coming. Um, There's a lot of issues of when Twitch deletes VODs and clips and stuff. Is it just getting rid of evidence? Like, what's the legality of all this? Because, yes, in the in the law it does state that like they must reinstate content um due to if the counterclaim is, proves to be in good faith and valid like this is part of it they have to do it and um that was one of the things where, like i couldn't remember if it was within 10 days like there's a time period of when they're supposed to be doing these things um, even it's still kind of ambiguous at least as far as my understanding of it um yeah, that's all that's even detailed in my my big long article.
0: <laughs> StreamerMusic.com yeah,
1: It's worth going through and skimming like um just to understand how this whole process works because it's complicated. It's really complicated. Um Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh and the music industry wants Twitch to go the way of content idea how YouTube did. Thankfully, I don't think that's a possibility that they can even do. Um
0: Right, because I know um, from hearing Devin Nash talk about this, YouTube spent years and tens of millions of dollars building that mm-hmm. resource for YouTube specifically. And I doubt they're just going to hand that over to Twitch and say, well, yeah, have <laughs> some fun with it. Um, Twitch yeah. is going to have to pay out of pocket to get that same type of solution um, enabled for themselves.
1: Mm-hmm. And they they thought they had this solution in Soundtrack, which they didn't even discuss Soundtrack until their Q&A, which was interesting um
0: that tells us they're
1: not they're not promoting it as much which is interesting um they did mention how they're getting more playlists and all these things which is you know great (laughs) do these things but then when the number one thing that you see with twitch soundtrack is why is my vod getting muted while using twitch soundtrack you know you have a major issue because the music's not even supposed to be going to the vod Mm
0: -hmm. no
1: one knows how to use your player
0: yep And again, I I try not to shit on Twitch too much without providing constructive criticism. But this is just another fantastic uh, example of Twitch just throwing something out in the wild because they think it's going to solve the problem. But without educating the end users on how it's supposed to be used, they're just creating more and more confusion. And they had... An amazing opportunity to create a good resource for content creators. Not only did they provide a pretty shit product as far as like UI and usability, they decided to screw the artists on the back end of it as well. Instead of doing their due diligence to provide for the people that are creating music, they're like, ah, well, you know, we'll just, uh, yeah, we'll give them uh, little to nothing as far as royalties go. Uh, And that kind of made me really sad.
1: Yeah, there's been no that I've seen. There's been no public talk of royalties. Um, there's no public talk of sync licenses on this, um, and that's where we're going to start seeing big issues. Like what Twitch does is it puts this little um, overlay on your video to say like who's playing, and I believe if that artist is live on Twitch because they're they're wanting to also promote artists on Twitch, it would send you a little link of saying. Here's their stream. Like you can go follow them and such. But from what I was told too is if you're not logged into Twitch, that overlay doesn't show up. Apparently. Oh,
2: I didn't know that. It's an extension
1: thing. Like I'm like I don't. I can't confirm that's true. But this is what someone told me. It's like oh, I logged out. I don't see it anymore. I'm like, well, that's one way around this. Oh man. (laughs) If that's false, that's on me. That's just a rumor that I heard. Yeah. But like, I don't know. And it's one of those things where like I go back and forth of. Some people, yes, having that overlay is it's nice because it does free up your chat. You don't have that; people can get access. Um, I don't know how it works on mobile. Um, that's another issue. Uh, but like overlay space, extension space, those are all like prime real estate for streamers. And if you're not even going to do simple things like give us native captions, why are you then doing this? instead like there are so many better things you could be putting on the overlay than just hey here's a shout out to who's playing right now
0: if this is just something that i just thought of recently while we've been talking if somebody is using twitch soundtracked The advertisement that you see going into a stream could very much well be a link to Twitch Soundtrack, the artist that's playing, or something pointing Mm -hmm. back just to give a little bit more love to them instead of fucking Coke gaming
1: Yeah. I mean, heck, give that ad revenue to the artist then, those three pennies.
0: Right? Please, God!
1: Yeah. It's just there's so many simple little things that they could be doing. And I will say... One of the things that Twitch did with Soundtrack that has been a good improvement for streaming itself is because of how they want you to use Soundtrack and not have it actually go to the VOD. That meant OBS then needed to make it easier to decide which audio tracks you're having go where. And I think that's a big improvement because you need to have that kind of control when you're doing your own streaming and video recording and whatnot. Like, because I even tell people, like, If you don't want to deal, like if you're upset that Pretzel is has so so few YouTube safe tracks, then put Pretzel in a different audio channel where it's not going to your like recording on your PC, and then put in different music (laughs) for YouTube. Yep. Is it extra work? Yeah, but like hopefully you can afford a YouTube editor who will do that for you, or you have a mod who's cool enough to not work for pay, which. Is another gripe of mine that is a whole other show.
0: (laughs) You said it nicely. I'm going to say it with a little bit more uh, (laughs) acid. If if it's too much work for you, too fucking bad! You are so goddamn privileged to be able to play video games online and make money off it. Too fucking bad. Go buy a subscription service. Eat my ass. And that's what I have to say about
1: that. Yeah, and it's certain things of like okay, we don't have our song requests currently. We did have song requests through an extension. We are working to get that back. We had to take it down because all of our new catalog was on a completely different back end, so it didn't even connect anymore. Getting things approved on Twitch for extensions, it's up in, it's, I don't want to say it's up in the air right now, but it's just one of those, they took a long break for holidays. Even, I think... I want to say even Tiltify or someone else, like a charity, took their extension down just because, like, getting your extension updated was a whole other process. Like, it basically was starting from scratch again. It's so, like Twitch extensions are something that are cool. I think Twitch is still deciding how they want to deal with extensions, especially because so many extensions are making money. Sure. And they want to find a way to take their cut of that. Um, but like, we had a song request thing that, like, allowed you then to, earn some kickback for that. And so I think that was with the extension streamers then got the 70% artists got 14% of that song request. Pretzel took six. Okay. And so with enough song requests, you could pay for your monthly subscription. No problem.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And that's always kind of, some, I mean, this is a whole nother conversation, but it, to me, the one thing that I would like to see improved is, Twitch is a live streaming platform to where, like, the core existence of Twitch is a live show. And then things like Mm -hmm. extensions and profiles, they're all just, like, afterthoughts where they don't get a lot of love. Like, they're introduced with good intentions and they're good ideas, but, like, the execution of them is always so lackluster and then people just end up not using them because it's kind of like whatever. Like if i had to guess what the number one most used twitch extension is, i would say probably cl- closed captions. Uh, yeah. I i would assume that the amount of extensions that are monetizable pale in comparison to like free extensions like closed captions or mm-hmm. like um when we can have like avatars on stream and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, Which is sad because There are so many fantastic ideas for extensions on Twitch, but because it's such an afterthought and they're clunky and you can only have a certain amount of them at a time, it kind of makes it really messy.
1: Yeah. Um, They only have like two that you can have on screen and then they have the ones you can put in your panels. And I think the only extension that truly made money um, has been the soundboard one. Yeah. And even that, it's like, how much money is that dude actually making? Like he probably made a, a good little bit at the beginning, but like is he still getting that timeout for bits? Another one, like maybe, but maybe not.
0: Yeah. Like, it's funny yeah. once. And then mm-hmm. after that's like, oh, okay. <laughs>
1: yeah. And most people now, if they're using um sound alerts, they're gonna use the ones that are built out through streamlabs or stream elements. Right. So they're getting the money back, they're getting the money now.
0: Yeah, it's I'm- Not the individuals. The money is going somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. uh we touched on the um paying for your own licenses as a streamer mm-hmm. and like and how much that could possibly cost. So I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. skip over that and we can jump yeah. into um the big myths of, of DMCAs, which is I I don't want to skim over them, but I, I want to be mindful of mm-hmm. your time and I want to be mindful of the audience time as well. We probably mm-hmm. have five or six QA questions to go through as well. Um, so first one, which is a very, very important one. I was DMCA'd because I received a mute. Um, would you like to go into detail about what mutes actually mean on Twitch?
1: Yeah, so this is probably, like, I actually got accused for being a bot because I have recited this so many times to people. <laughs> um, I have it kind of memorized, and I guess sometimes I do just copy-paste the response for this. Um, mutes are not DMCA strikes. They are not DMCA strikes. They are not even DMCA takedown notices. Mutes happen on Twitch because a song is registered in Audible Magic, the third-party system that Twitch has hired, to do their content ID and their content management system. And so the artist, the rights holders, has marked, don't allow! And so therefore, when it gets picked up and detected on Twitch, it mutes. Um, This is one of those things that uh, when we talked about like who can issue a takedown notice, it can only be the rights holders themselves or an actual agent that can speak on their behalf. Um, like a label or such. Someone who actually has the legal right to do this stuff. Twitch nor Audible Magic have this right. They cannot issue you a DMCA. Um, when you receive a DMCA strike from Twitch, you are not receiving a DMCA takedown notice up from Twitch. You are receiving a... Uh, basically, they're just telling you, hey, we received a takedown notice on behalf of you. So, that's how it all goes down. Um, you can appeal these things. It's all automatic. Um, not all music is in Audible Magic. So, not everything that you don't have licenses for is going to mute. So say I'm a big label and I decided to pull every single piece that um, the Red Hot Chili Peppers have ever done. So that means, yeah, you can play them and they won't mute. That doesn't mean that it's not illegal to use them. Like you still can get DMCA'd. Right. Um,
0: Platform specific and claim specific.
1: Yeah. And there's a lot of... Like Audible Magic manages things for more than just Twitch. They're not just a Twitch specific thing. YouTube has their very own platform specific. So that's the nice thing about YouTube. It's it's very like we know if it's not supposed to be on YouTube, but they have their thing. They deal with it. Audible Magic, it's they consider it a uh, preemptive safeguard to kind of be like, oh, this is this is maybe problematic. So yeah, if you're getting a bunch of mutes. Maybe you should look into what you're using. Um, But again, if I was a record label, I maybe wouldn't put my stuff in Audible Magic. That way, I would have evidence on the VOD that what you're doing is illegal. That's what I would do personally.
2: Yeah, they call me lawful good, but I don't know that
1: I'm lawful good. I'm lawful (laughs) evil in that way.
0: (laughs) People want money. That is the end of the story.
1: Like they want evidence to do things. So, like, not everything's gonna flag. Things that are in pretzel will flag just because our rights holders have stuff there for other platforms just because and some of them too like if I was an artist maybe I would have it on there and be like I'm only going to release them if they're from pretzel users because I want people to use it properly where I'm getting royalties. So that way you're not just taking the YouTube video of my music and playing it where I'm not going to well I get ad royalties there but whatever like you're actually getting the proper money from this. Or you're not just taking it from a CD that you have that can't track the plays. Like we we tell all of our artists, here's how many plays you've had this month, here's how many of them were premium, here's your royalties. Like we give them all that data. It's really cool.
0: (laughs) Is Audible Magic the sole? uh, What would you call them? Uh, Claimer
1: for mutes.
0: Yeah, we yeah, They're the only would,
1: one that does that can do mutes. Yeah,
0: on for Twitch on for Twitch. Yeah, okay. The,
1: they're the only company that they've hired for this.
0: Have you heard of the? I believe is it a French company that is writing the live DMCA currently? Like, there do you have you heard of other companies that are getting on board to do different types of claims?
1: There's uh, yeah, there's I believe a French one. There's a Chinese one that I've heard of. Okay, that essentially they scan through all this content to try to like to flag what's going on and notify users of these things um
0: by the way speaking of stop asian hate you fucking racist pussies (laughs) i can't believe what i'm fucking reading (laughs) on social media jesus christ yeah if you're racist i'm gonna punch you in the fucking mouth uh, that's all I had to say about that. <laughs> all right. Um, moving on to the next big myths. If I delete the VOD, I'll be safe from DMCA.
1: No. No. <laughs> that's just, just a no.
2: Yep. Like, hard no.
1: It's one of those things of like, oh, I mean, I stole this car, but instead, like, you can't catch me on it because I set it on fire. Well, you still stole the car.
0: Like... You actually bring up a great point. I always wonder, like, if I'm getting pulled over and I'm super close to my house, if I pull in the garage and shut the door and then run inside, can they still arrest me? <laughs> That's what I think about DMCA's of people yeah. deleting VODs.
1: What's of those things like, do they have a warrant for your house at that point? No. But can they get that warrant? That warrant is then the DMCA that they issued. It'd be like, I'm searching. Do you actually have the rights for this?
0: Yep. And then what happens when they get tipped off about one particular piece of content and then they do a thorough scan of all yeah. of your content and find all the like, other goodies?
1: This is one of those things that like I have to rant about for a while. There are so many streamers out there and ones that I love and adore and like look up to who are out there on Twitter saying, I deleted the VODs, ha ha ha, fuck you DMCA. And I'm just like, you're just drawing attention to yourself. Mm-hmm. Like... We don't know what they're, like, what these organizations are doing, how they're capturing. If, if they're going to do a target attack, if they're going to do just a mass sweep with their software, just like anyone who's doing it, are they going to focus on like seven really big streamers because maybe it's going to take really big streamers getting knocked down to actually have people do this and have Twitch, you know, play ball with them. We don't know what's going to happen with all this. So why the hell would you put a target on yourself and risk this?
0: We have had three... Ever ever since I have been a streamer. Um, in the past... Well, I would say not ever since. So in the past like three or four years, we have had three major DMCA waves and scares mm-hmm. to where it swoops in, it fucks everybody in the butt, everybody gets scared, they chill out for a couple months, and then they just go right back to doing whatever the hell they want. And for whatever reason people find reasons to try and get around it instead of just accepting that this is the fucking world that we live in and you need to accept it. And I, again, with me trying to be nice on social media, when I see people give bad advice like, hey, use this new OBS feature to play music live but not have it saved in your VODs, I get angry and and I go into attack mode because you're giving people advice that could potentially fuck them over and could erase them from Mm -hmm. Twitch, from YouTube. So I get really passionate about it. And I guess after the the third time, the third massive wave, to still see people go back to playing copyrighted music on stream, encouraging people to use different um, uh, ways of playing music live without saving it, just like it it drives me insane.
1: Yeah, It's, it's gotten to the point where I think it really is going to take people losing their livelihoods, permanently losing their livelihoods, not getting just a, like I'm DMCA banned for three weeks from Twitch. Like it's, it's scary what it's going to take. Like, is it going to take someone actually filing a counter, like getting a lawsuit issued to them, having those fines, which can go up to like $150,000 mm-hmm. per instance. So that means every single track that you play if that same rights holder owns it they can get you for all of those and if they also own the publishing they can get you there if someone else owns it they can just tag in on that like do you really want to risk this so many people are pushing to become full-time streamers they've quit their jobs we're living in a pandemic where things are already precarious like it just like i'm legitimately nervous for some of these people especially when i like when I see marginalized streamers doing this, I'm just like, you already have everything stacked against you. Mm -hmm. You're doing this. If you get caught with this, I just, just like, here's one less person in the streaming world that I, that we need to have here. Let the assholes get caught. I'm fine with that. Let the turfs, let the white supremacists, let those like bro boys who send people out to go attack women, let them get caught and banned. I'm
0: fine with that. Fuck them off. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, but like don't attack these sweet loving people who are just trying to live their lives and like to actually build a career for themselves and a livelihood like one of the dudes I mod for, he's a, a father of two and he got his house from streaming, like he was able to pay for this, I'm like why would you, re-? like he, he doesn't, He he's a co-founder of Pretzel, he would never risk this, <laughs> but it's like he gets it, I'm just like this is your livelihood, like mm-hmm. I don't know about you all. like i I have this big, robust background. I have a bachelor's degree in essentially miscellaneous studies. I have a mat I'm getting a master's in anthropology. I have things to fall back on. I've got other skills. We have people who went straight from high school to streaming or even straight from their bachelor's degree to streaming who don't have job experience, otherwise, I really do question like. Where are you going from here? Like, when streaming pa- doesn't pan out anymore, what career options are there for you? You have to have that kind of like Plan B going. If you're going to get DMCA, like, where do you go?
0: Just to put that in perspective, so let's say you get an average of a 100000 hundred thousand dollar fine, right? After Twitch takes their cut, that is forty thousand subs worth of revenue just to pay that fine for that one infringement and if you were to put that into like average streamer terms so i I think on average i'm like anywhere from 90 to 140 subs a month that is 200 months of 200 subs a month worth of revenue just to pay that one fine so yeah. for, for somebody like Summit, XQC, Dr. Disrespect, Rip, Dr. Disrespect, uh, that is <laughs> a month worth of revenue. But for everyday Joes yeah. like us, that is – it's going to topple you over.
1: Yeah. Most streamers aren't going to go out and get a platform contract with Twitch. They're not going to get that nice exclusivity contract that says, hey, we're going to pay you regardless as long as you hit your hours. And we're gonna like make sure that you're taken care of for the next two however many years.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You're just not gonna get it. Nope. And the people who are getting those already have a big enough source of income that they have made it onto Twitch's radar. They've got not just one whale coming in their chat and blowing things up, they've got a whole like pod coming in there and doing shit. Like it's yeah, it's one of those things that's like I feel like a parent, and all of Twitch is my children. (laughs) And it's just like, I can't send you all to timeout. I can't ground you all, but like.
0: But I will spank you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's like, hot damn, I'm so disappointed right now because like we have told you time and time again. And it's one of those things like, I hate that I don't have the reach that I need to Mm -hmm. to actually hit these people. Like, two of the streamers who I love who are doing some of these heck three i can think of off the top of my head we're doing these like dj nights where they're playing things that they shouldn't they don't have the license to do, and they're just going to delete the vods i'm just like i don't have that relationship with you to do this like i can't just walk up to you and get into your dm and say hey uh that's not okay i'm really worried about your livelihood and like it feels shitty to be that friend who's like i'm constantly worried for you
0: it really does
2: yeah
1: like I'm I'm happy that enough of my friends know and love me and trust me that like they have all switched to either Pretzel or some other appropriately licensed music. I I want them all to be on Pretzel because I love it, and then I can help them when they have issues. But like, I think that's why half my friends moved over to Pretzel because they know I'll do support for them. That support,
0: yeah. If I yeah. like, if I were to ask my friends on a scale from zero to ten, how annoyed with me are they? About me asking about their backups and their two-factor authentication. (laughs) Don't ask me. (gasps) Really?
1: I have the same passwords from high school.
3: No!
0: You are banned from the podcast. You can't tell me that now. Jesus Christ. All right, we're going to pretend that that didn't happen. We're going to move on. Uh, If I only use under 30 seconds, (laughs) it's still fair use.
1: Oh. As I said before, only a judge can decide fair use. And well, I like my clothes. These are not robes. I I do not have a gavel. I cannot decide what is fair use. And it's not a fair use is not a defense. It's something that they decide after the fact. So, like you're already in court at that point for them to decide it's fair use. You're already in court. Which I had, I think I have it in my save files. I don't think I linked it. Maybe see if I can pull up. Uh do. Measuring for use, uh, fair use, there's four factors. The four things that the judge will consider are the purpose and character of your use, the nature of the copyrighted work, the amount and sustainability of the portion taken, and the effect of use upon the potential market. So those are four things that they're going to look into those. So like, yeah, if you're only using 15 seconds, good, but... No, like we just had a streamer, Lady Devon, who got DMCA'd and taken down because she had that um, remix of "Making Baking Pancakes" from yep. um, Cartoon Network, but it had uh, "New York" on the end, and that little snippet of "New York" on the end got her DMCA'd. Five seconds of a song.
0: I didn't know that.
1: Hmm. Apparently, it was that that got caught? It like Cartoon Network didn't send out the DMCA's. It was. Uh, whatever music group owns that song,
2: no shit.
1: Wow. So yeah, you can get caught for just three seconds, like when you have things that get muted. Like there's a lot that I can get picked up on. Which one of the things I didn't go into was the issue of um, when you get talk about fair use, you also start talking about public domain rights and whatnot. Like classical music, can you play classical music on your stream? If you have the instruments to do so, yeah, go for it. That that. Uh, composition is in public domain do it it's the mechanical recording Mm -hmm. so that very specific recording is also licensed so in pretzel we get a lot of our classical music and our um some of our jazz too because those are songs that get played a lot um and so because there are like 17 groups playing the same piece of classical music that have recordings they're all going to be listed somewhere for their, their content ID. So most of them are in Audible Magic. So the Chicago Symphony Orchestra will have their version that gets flagged. But say we're using the London Philharmonic. It's, it's two different recordings or two different groups, even though it's the exact same song. It could be even played the same arrangement, but yeah, it gets the- complicated.
0: The algorithms don't have a minimum time elapsed to start yeah. content ID. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's why you see things with like people getting mutes and whatnot because of like sirens in certain games and whatnot because someone put their uh, sound effects on Audible Magic. Is that a trolley thing to do? In my mind, yes. Don't yep. don't put like the sound of popcorn happening or a blender or a car alarm don't put that stuff in audible magic even if you did create it like that's just what's the point of that in my mind yeah. but you can a, a siren in a game apparently caused some issues
0: yep there was um i think it was a wind gust or tor- tornado noise yeah. that i saw on twitter as well that's fucking it's hilarious yeah. terrifying and also insane at the same time
1: yeah i mean they had the thing of like it was a a blender that was getting tagged for dead mouse that one was actually <laughs> fake that one wasn't real that was just someone being dumb on the internet like and that saying, makes I got sense because it's and... dead
0: mouse because yeah. the th- what a troll
1: yeah uh so,
0: yeah. next big myth uh but so-and-so said it was safe
1: and true uh yeah so this is the big thing of knowing how to vet your resources which is not a skill that everyone is born with um it's something that you should be learning in schools, having the ability to know what sources you can and can't use. Um, something that I like to do is um, go down what I call the knowledge funnel. Who wrote this? Why did they do this? How did they do this? Like who vetted whom? Um, I do this with a lot of things because I, as an anthropologist, I'm also in the science field. So there's a lot of like scientific cultural things. that just go out there and people argue. I'm like, okay. Well, what publication said this? What are their backgrounds? And so you need to know that Of if someone tweeted this, what's their background? Who did they get that information from? If Noah Downs tweets something, no, he's not a copyright lawyer. But yes, he is a lawyer who works in the content creation streaming industry. Yep, He knows what he's talking about. When I tweet stuff from my personal account, I have generally vetted that information with someone um, if you want to vet me out, do it. That's what you should be doing every time. If I'm not tweeting about like things that are in my wheelhouse. Like if I am telling you the exact way to clean a cast iron pan, I'm probably not your best resource for that. You if can I'm use cleaning,
0: soap! That's a myth. You, you can. can fucking use soap all you fucking want. Quote me.
1: Yeah. And like if I'm if I'm telling you how to do like what is it, MIG welding? I don't that's one thing I actually don't know how to do. I don't know how to weld. I can teach you how to use a laser confocal microscope. I'm not great at it anymore, but I can oh, do shit. weird things. All right. So like People know weird stuff. So like, yeah, maybe you do want to like extend some trust to people if you know them and whatnot, but ask them, be like, oh, where did you learn this? How did you get this information? Like ask for their sources. Mm-hmm. Um, Things I do with websites is like, where did they get that information? Because you you really should be citing things because like. I am a big person on, like, you cite your sources, you even cite yourself, because you, c- you can plagiarize yourself. Mm-hmm. If it's written information, you really need to check that shit out.
2: Yep.
0: like It's okay to ask why.
1: Yeah. Things, like, that are on your site, things that are on Streamer Square, things that are on Devin Nash's site, those have likely been vetted mm-hmm. by someone else. Like, everything that I put out about DMCA, I check in with my bosses at Pretzel. I check in with my friend who has read the entire document of the DMCA. Like I make sure that these things are valid. If they don't know that we find a way to word it, I talk to lawyers. And so like, I make sure I know these things. So always go through and check out who's saying what. Cause like, yeah, we could come out and talk about anything. Like if you tweet about audio stuff, I'm likely going to believe what you say because you have that knowledge and information. Mm -hmm. Some random person comes in chat and says, well, this means this. Like, well, you need to back up your information. Where did you get that? Like, you don't have to give me a link. Granted, when COVID first came out, we actually told people in chat, like, where are you seeing this? Can you provide me a link so we can look it up? Yeah. If it's coming from certain news sources, certain ones we can tell because we know those people actually vet stuff. If it's coming from some fringe website. We can tell that too. Or if it's coming from just like grandma Betty's blog for jam making, like we, we I mean not to diss on grandma Betty, but like jam jam! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like there's there, vet your yeah, cite your resources, vet your resources, look down the funnel of knowledge and kind of be like, okay, where is this coming from? Yep. Follow the paper trail of it.
0: Uh our last myth. Only royalty-free or copyright-free are safe to use.
1: Yep. And we've touched on this. Those terms, copyright-free, just... It's kind of a misnomer because, like, is it really copyright-free because someone does actually own it? Um, right. It, what you want is properly licensed. Royalty-free just means, hey, we're not going to pay our artist on this. If you want royalty-free music, if you want royalty-free art... Fine, do it. But you still need licenses. Like even cr- you can get Creative Commons licenses for almost anything these days. So like look at those. See what the Creative Commons licenses, licenses are. Check the EULAS, check their terms of services. If there's nothing on there, if there's no information on the website, ask. How can I use am I allowed to use this in what properties? On what platforms? For how long? What kind of accreditation or payments do you need? Like ask tons of questions. <laughs>
0: (laughs) I I would say out of all of the terms to search when you're looking, Creative Commons is probably the one that's going to land you the best hits because a lot of the times those have their licenses for Mm -hmm. you to view. Um, Mm -hmm. Because if you just if you go to YouTube and you search copyright free music, you're going to get millions and millions of hits and you cannot guarantee that any of those are actually
2: copyright free.
1: And, like, if you're going to user-generated sites, you need to be careful because, like, even creative commons, it's one of those things of, like, I can put creative commons on my blog, but that just tells you how you're supposed to use my, like, the content from my blog. Mm -hmm. So, like, you really have to know how to navigate this stuff. Like, that's why I don't typically, even though we have some of them listed, like, I don't trust Spotify playlists. I don't trust Apple playlists. Any kind of playlist that has been curated by someone that is not actually a company that we know has the licenses i don't trust it
0: yep there are very very specific exceptions somebody just um turned to me on to you know jericho the big twitch streamer jericho yeah he has a spotify playlist that is um copyright free like properly licensed Mm -hmm. music and it is a, a spotify playlist but again like I'm so weary of allowing or uh, advising people to use playlists because if something else were to come up in there that wasn't then you screwed mm-hmm. yourself um, but there yeah. are like very very specific exceptions like that where they are okay
1: yeah and technically there are a small handful of pretzel playlists on spotify we they created oh. those back before I joined the company they were mostly there so if you wanted to listen to pretzel when you're not streaming like if you're in your car or whatever you could do that but, like, it's, it's still one of those things of, like, if you know this artist is in a program that offers royalties, offers data to them, why would you not just use that? Because that benefits them. If you're, if you're going to find ways to get around it, like, try to do it in the, w- in the way that does less harm and, like, may actually benefit these people. Do you know if um
0: a mobile app is in development for pretzel? Are you allowed to disclose? <laughs>
1: uh we had one previously. The problem with mobile is it takes so much upkeep. It needs its own dev team. Okay. And up until this year our sole developer that was like a full-time developer was also our CEO. We now have a um Chief Technology Officer. Um, he was actually in chat earlier, uh Bosley. And oh. so yeah. Uh Bosley's now our chief tech officer. He's amazing. We will say things and then all of a sudden it's magically done. Like he's he's great. He's the reason why we have things like uh testing um the chat attributions in the uh station are in the player settings. Um which I do want to say. Not to ruin his joke, do not click the li- the pretzel link for the chat attribution test live on stream because it's not pretzel music. It sends you somewhere else. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I know that ruins his joke, but I'm just like, we can't get these people DMCA'd for our testing. Like, ugh.
0: I also wonder if percentages <laughs> of the royalties would go to Apple because it's on the App Store. I don't know mm, the, the legal
1: yeah, stuff behind that. That's that's one of those weird things, too. Like, yeah, I don't know how all that works. I have heard, though, that our web version of our player does work on Chrome and Android phones. Oh, okay. So if you got one of those, just load up play.pretzel.rocks. You can play stuff. Gotcha. I don't think it works on Apple. I tried it once, and I think it was just it, spin, it starts to load, and it spins. It okay. doesn't like Safari at all.
0: That's that's uh, no surprise. Yeah. Who likes Safari? Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's, our player is also it's not built for Firefox, which is one of the things I yell about because I I switched over to Firefox from Chrome. <gasps> it's, is that a bad thing? Do you do you hate Firefox? I
0: hate Firefox for um, uneducated and anecdotal reasons. <laughs>
1: <Okay>. <laughs> I switched over to it mostly because Chrome was eating up all of my my RAM, and I just my computer. It's a It used to live in someone's closet in Canada, and he mailed it to me. It's, like, 10 years old. It's I'm surprised it's alive. Oh, my God. So, it's, like, I can't have Chrome because it's just, I can't do anything. So, I switched over to Firefox for that. But, like, okay. the uh, progress bar on our player changes the code. It makes it really ugly. Oh. <laughs> so, I'm not allowed to take screenshots of our player in Firefox. I have to switch over to Chrome.
0: Fair. Fair. I, uh... Because my job is so Microsoft-focused, we use yeah. Microsoft solutions for everything. Um, so mm-hmm. I would say about a year ago, I switched over to the newest Edge browser, which I is built on like Chromium. It. I fucking love it. I've yeah. I've not used Chrome in well over a year because of how well the new Edge has treated me. It's actually yeah. kind of embarrassing.
1: Yeah, when I was um, working for Streamer Square, I had access to their Twitch account when we had live shows going. And so when I was posting from the streamer square account i had it just logged in on edge because that way i didn't have to worry about multiple logins i could still be on my main account like uh and i found that i actually really liked it i think the only thing i didn't like was when i accidentally had all of ow what'd you bite me (laughs) sorry mom (laughs) cat problems
0: seriously
1: um the only thing i didn't like was when it automatically moved my chrome stuff up that's a bad idea. Sorry. I forget when I have regular t shirts on and when I don't, and she oh. has claws. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Please don't DMCA this channel for what might be revealed. Oh, <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. All right. Are you
0: uh, ready to move on to the question and answer? Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So the the questions we're going to tackle first, because technically and chronologically, these were first, Uh, we got some questions on Twitter. So the first one is from Anarchy Killswitch. Hi, Renia Knackers fanboy. Uh, Would like to know more about the music options that you can have on stream. Some options for those still looking to have music on during streaming and maybe other unknown options that are different from the normal ones available. Yeah.
1: Um, So I think the best answer for this is all three of the sites that we've mentioned, um, Streamer Music, your site, um, The Wiki and Devin Nash, all have things listed out. Um, those will have a lot that you probably have heard of, some that you haven't heard of. Um, there are some of the main ones you're going to hear about. Pretzel, which you know is one of the largest ones. It's the one I work for. Um, Monster Cat, Monster Cat Gold, Epidemic Sounds like they're all going to have stuff but like the bang for your buck is going to be pretzel and that's like, not just cuz I work for them the reason why I work for them is because I believe in what they were doing I know the owners I reached out and said hey you just need some help with things and it ended up turning into work and so like I'm someone who like that's how it happened at Streamer Square too it's like I don't just take jobs anymore I've just places for money. Like I, I want to believe in the companies that I work in. And I feel very privileged that I'm able to actually do that. Doesn't always, you know, end up with me having, you know, the best like glam lifestyle Instagram all over the place. But like I at least feel very privileged that I can say, I believe in what my company is doing. I think that we are doing this correctly. I think that we are doing this right. We are making sure that artists are paid. We are making sure that we have all of the license you need and we are making sure that we're also watching out for our streamers yep. because we that matters to us. Like anything that we do, we take not only the rights holders' uh opinions and desires into account, we take content creators. And I'm always gonna be there to bat for the streamers because like that's where my interest is, my where I where I live. So like I um there's a ton of places you can look for that. Uh things you wanna look for are explicit terms of what you can like where you can and can't use them what you need to do as far as any kind of attribution um, whether or not instead of attribution you can pay and have that stuff not be there some of them you might have to pay and still do attribution uh, It's you just have to look into each one if they don't say these things up front ask if someone says in a tweet hey I made this music on Bandcamp you can use it A tweet is not legally binding. Take that with a grain of salt. Um,
0: Oh, my God. I was literally just highlighting grain of salt as you were saying that. (laughs) That was insane. Yeah, And that's that's the biggest part of it, too, is bang for your buck and also ease of access. Like the favorite thing about Pretzel and Monster Cat is they both transcend Twitch. So they go over to YouTube for when you Mm -hmm. want to create that YouTube content, um, which is a big thing for me. So, uh, yeah, Anarchy, to answer your question, um, if you head to streamermusic.com and you click on Stream Safe Music in the top, there are a shit ton, and I mean literal piles of feces, ton, of ones that you can choose from. They even break it down between the types of music that they have, the price, how many songs they have in the catalog, which platforms they're available on. That is probably Mm -hmm. the number one place that you should be going to. Yeah.
1: And I mean, if you want to take it that extra step, find out how they curate their music. Is it just anything that they take from a label? Or do they actually have a process for quality? Are you getting the best of the best?
2: Yep.
0: Next question Bell Next asks I see streamers using video game OSTs for background music on a scale of Spotify to Pretzel. <laughs> <laughs> What a great question. <laughs> on a scale from uh, of Spotify to Pretzel, how safe is that to use? I will always use Pretzel, but I'm curious about playing different game soundtracks over gameplay.
1: That one is tricky because typically when you're playing a game on Twitch and you're using their, their soundtrack, you're not getting muted. It depends on whether or not the soundtrack is something created in-house by the game or like they have hired specifically for that or if it's something like uh GTA that uses a lot of popular music and brings it in um there's god i don't remember what game like used a, a, i don't know if it was beatles or paul mccartney song recently and it was just like oh, this is like they didn't have they had the rights to put it into the game they didn't have the rights then for streamers to then use it right and which is the issue with things like just dance and any kind of rhythm game um, beat Saber? you they have the rights to use that music in the game for that specific purpose of the game they do not have the rights to then have that be rebroadcasted especially yep. not rebroadcasted to video which is sync
0: <laughs> which is an important distinction to make because again video games technically they are sold for individual consumption but video game companies just let it go. We don't yeah. have that same uh, privilege when it comes to music.
1: Yeah. And so with that, like, check out the the EULA, see what it says. There should be some wording in there about broadcast and whatnot. Um, if you, like, and it was one of those things, too. Like, there's games like Knights of the Old Republic have those original uh, Star Wars tr- scores in there. Is oh, that yeah. going to get you screwed? It might. So be careful what games you're playing. Like Be, be conscious. Of. But if you're playing things like Undertale, Hollow Knight, Hades, things that have like these really beautiful soundtracks, are they going to get you screwed? Probably not. Um, I know people like to throw out Nintendo and all these issues um, that they they saw with Nintendo, but like what we saw was mostly N- Nintendo of Japan specifically tackling certain things on YouTube Nintendo, I love them to death. I used to be a brand ambassador for them. I will always fangirl for them. But yes, Nintendo is a little behind on understanding that streaming and content creation like that is something that we love and want to do. Like, it was just three years ago that their former uh, Nintendo American president, Reggie, was like, we don't think streaming is all that important. It's like, dude, you said that at a Game Award type thing. Like... No,
2: <laughs> God, I remember that. So they're a little that.
1: behind on that. But like, if you want to play the Persona Five soundtrack while you're playing a different game, are you going to get booped? Audible Magic will not know what game you're playing.
0: That's true, right? So, they only know the license behind the the soundtrack. Yeah.
1: So can you? Yeah, maybe. Mm. A- am I going yes to say yes? Yeah. Am I going to say, yes, go do it, you have my stamp of approval? No, I will never say that on it. Mm -hmm. But, like, you know, if you're not seeing it muted, if you're not seeing this, if you haven't really heard of it, chances are, yeah, if you want to chill in Minecraft and play the Final Fantasy soundtrack, I haven't heard of any cases of that going down because how are they going to tell right now? But that's not to say the technology isn't out there for them to to discover this or that they won't build the technology in the future to be like, Oh, I see your category is, uh, sports or something. And you're, you have this soundtrack that doesn't line up. Like currently we don't have anything for that.
0: So. And also in, uh, one of the massive headlines in the past couple of years was music licenses for the grand theft auto for radio expiring. And <sighs> that causing a huge fucking thing. So what happens in a couple of years from now when the music licenses for those particular games expires and now you have all of this content that has that song as a backing track, what are you going to do then?
1: Yeah. And that's one of those things like we, we just don't know. And I would actually say like, ask, uh, ask Noah, ask his boss. um, Heck like, one of the lawyers we work with is a, a a billboard top music lawyer um, find her ask her like <laughs> yeah. a- ask every lawyer you know <laughs> figure this out cuz like we we don't really know how yeah. this is going to play out
0: we can only uh, speculate
1: yeah so all right just be safe <laughs>
0: First question from chat comes from score Kensington. What happens if a musician musician hears their music on a stream and the streamer is doing things that they don't agree with, uh, IE making racist comments. What's the musicians recourse in that situation to remove their art from the situation?
1: Um, again, I'm not a lawyer, uh, but if that user doesn't have a license to use your music, you can hit them that way. If they do have a license and there's nothing in that license or contract anywhere about a morality clause, you may be shit out of luck.
0: Morality clause. Is that like the actual term for it?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Which always read your contracts, always read the fine print. You would be surprised at how many people sign off on things like like they just want to do an app. And all of a sudden that app now has the permissions to like unfollow follow tweet whatever you want from your account just because you want an app to do something funny always read the the contracts of these things because um yeah you could even find yourself in a work contract that says like technically your employers can decide how you dress
2: like, yeah oh yeah
1: <laughs> is is it as dire as music stuff yeah,
3: it's, yeah.
1: but uh yeah i don't know
0: that one is again it it that kind of files falls into the category of can it happen or like technically can mm-hmm. it happen yes yeah realistically will it happen there's probably a really low chance but that's not what you should be basing your brand off of
1: yeah and it's also one of those things of like we haven't yet seen the cases come up of like Streamers have signed on saying that they will allow advertising on their streams on Twitch. Right. We don't have the option to choose what type of advertising. Maybe you're family friendly and you don't want to have alcohol ads. Should yeah. that be something you can opt out of?
0: Right. Yeah. Or I love Pepsi. What the fuck is this Coke gaming
1: shit? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what happens like if you are personally sponsored by Pepsi and then Coke comes on? Like, How does that affect your personal contract? True. This is why like jumping back to like streamers need a lobby.
2: Yeah. <laughs> we oh, need yeah.
1: someone to protect us for this because like me as pretzel support, do I want racist toxic assholes using pretzel? No, I personally do not. Mm-hmm. Do I get to decide that as pretzel head of support? Not really. I don't like the the makers of Nike can't decide who wears them Like when you're a commodity like this. And so it's really hard. It's really murky waters and we haven't really seen what can happen. Um, What you can do if you find out that they are a horrible person, report them to the platform repeatedly. Have as many people as you can report them. Sure. Twitch has stated that they have these brand new community guidelines. Hold Twitch accountable to them and like (laughs) yeah and like check your terms of services of like what are reasons you can have a user banned from certain things um on pretzels uh help site there's actually like why was i banned and there's a list of reasons why you could be banned okay and so there's there's ways you could get them to, to not but like Honestly, it's going to be a really hard fight to be like, oh, they're just a horrible person. I don't like them or yeah. they don't agree with my viewpoints.
0: What constitutes a horrible person? You get yeah. murky waters, like you said.
1: Uh, next question
0: from The Ice Orb. If you are a musician, how would you get onto Pretzel?
1: Uh, the biggest thing is that we're not taking individual artists anymore, except for special use cases. But sign up for distributors such as like DistroKid. They're one that, you know, is a pretty popular for indie artists, especially like smaller indie artists to get in on. um, They have these beautiful forms. It's like I opt in to have my music here, here, here and here. And one of those options is pretzel. They will then send all of their information as far as um, the recording metadata, the DDEX stuff, all these technical things that I hear in meetings but make no sense to me. They will okay. send all that beautiful music, magic to us and we will get you on the pretzel player uh, after we get everything cleared. So um, basically...
2: But, oh, go
1: ahead. I was say, but what you can do is go to pretzel.rock slash artist. And that is our page that will start you out with like, here is where you should go. Pretzel's not an option at the moment. It should be. And if it's not, um, reach out to us on our help site and uh, let us get you in touch with Ryan, our our uh, A&R guy, because it should be. So, Or even tweet us. Be like, hey, I'm trying to find you, but I can't. I want to be on Pretzel on with DistroKid, and Ryan will get a hold of you, and he'll help walk you through it.
0: So you're basically – you are uploading your music to a distribution yeah. platform, which therefore – I mean, they're pretty much the one that are giving you the green light of I am good to be distributed. Yeah. Di- just distributed <laughs> oh my god distributed <laughs>
1: it's a weird word
0: it is it is
1: yeah and i have a the list of distributors okay we work with district kid fuga dash symphonic Digdis, Horus, horace ci InGrooves, apm suite triple vision mvd real Players, label grid alpha pup records create label engine rebeat digital contour and ditto distribution Holy for shit! All the distributors that we work with currently. This will be on a help article by the end of this weekend because I have to write it.
2: All right, we're holding
0: <laughs> to it now. Yes. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh, Squirt Kensington had the same question. Next question from Tootie Tootle McBooty. Uh, could content creators get a broadcaster license? Write. Uh, I, I, he said, write a radio company. But I'm guessing he said like a radio company.
1: <sighs> Technically, yes. They're not cheap. And a broadcast license won't necessarily cover you for everything that you need. Um, Again, this is where sync licenses come in. And we're big advocates that if you are doing music plus video or any kind of audio plus video, you need sync. That's the whole point of sync license. And so, uh, yeah, you can, but make sure you look into the types of licenses that you need and make sure that you're getting the right one because you don't want to get one that's like the license that bars need to do get for karaoke you don't want to get one that the DJs need to do their things like even like the ASCAP BMI stuff that people get for these public performances some of that is mainly for establishments to use as like background music when you're like at a grocery store or something or in a bar like they're very specific. So make sure you're actually looking into like what the use cases are for that.
0: Right. Because there's a difference between the background music and then the performance of yeah. said music. Mm-hmm. Next question, also from Ice Orb. Follow up to my question about musicians getting onto Pretzel live track review question marks. So I'm wondering if he was like, hey, listen to my shit live so I can DMCA <laughs> your ass. Fuck you, Ice Orb. Get out of here.
1: <laughs> yeah uh, yeah we, we we don't do could like constructive criticism stuff if you want that stuff you could probably hire the folks at 99 lives to talk to you about music stuff or like heck i i also know like independent uh, uh audio engineers who do mastering and stuff and you could you could hire him as a consultant He's he's great
0: does your does your cat scream every time he jumps up on the desk Yes, I can hear it very, very faintly. It's only funny because when my cat jumps up on the desk, he does like a he does like a little moan every time your cat has jumped up. All I
1: hear is yeah. She has a very like Chicken Little, the world is ending meow.
0: I fucking love it. That's awesome. Oh my god! All right, last question from Weenie: Is that a Target Featherly Friends bird in the back?
1: Yes, there are three of them there. There are three of them over there. There's one over there. I, I collect them.
0: Oh, shit. Okay.
1: <laughs> I I mostly have the winter ones, but I also have a uh, Day of the Dead one as well. And I'm trying to get the spring ones. I love the shit out of these birds. I keep the tags on so I th- I know their names. It's like, if you want to get me a gift and you don't know what it is, go to Target and get me one of these damn birds.
0: Oh, Target as in Target the
1: store. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're very specific. Okay. Cat, get down so I can grab a bird. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is the one my mom got me for Christmas this year. Or one of the ones I think she got me.
2: Oh, his name goodness. is Rocky.
1: He's got a little little puffer vest and and flannel and a little like hat. Like
0: Philadelphia Rocky?
1: Yep. Oh, they all my have God. a little tag on their ankle too that has their name and the year that they came out. So <laughs> people it's, go it's, nuts over the
0: It's Beanie Babies for the current generation. <laughs> they're they're,
1: they're Beanie babies for elder millennial and Gen Z. <laughs> elder millennial. <laughs> These are our new beanie babies. Like oh my god! You can go. Like I have seen people who are like going wild on websites. Like they're live. They're live. Go to the store now. I'm like, god damn.
2: I
0: I had no idea this existed. I'm I'm totally on the out for this kind of stuff.
1: I. I have a, a weird obsession with them. And I have the smaller ones. Because at Christmas time, they have smaller ones that are ornaments. I have a whole bunch of the smaller ones that I put on my Christmas tree.
0: Oh, okay. I feel They look familiar to me, but I couldn't <laughs> put my finger on where they were actually from. So now I know.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I think Weenie and I are going to become best friends.
0: It sounds like it. You got the witchcraft. You got the birds. We've <laughs> got the cats. Oh, yeah. boy. Um <laughs> hmm well, Reini, that is the end of the Q and A. Without even trying, we almost dropped about three hours talking about DMCA, <laughs> and that was with skipping a couple parts of the script as well. Yeah. Um, so, first and foremost, I just want to thank you for how much work you put into this show, um, Chat. If you would have seen the script that Reenie dropped for this podcast, you it's it's probably the longest script in Crocs and in Outpockets podcast. History and she organized it, she detailed it, she linked sources. It was just so impressive. And to have somebody as passionate, and I'll even go as as far as to say, is more passionate about this particular subject like to have somebody who cared as much to bring as much education and value to the end user, I greatly appreciate your efforts. So thank you.
1: Yeah, uh, when I was doing the, the modcast with Wes on Streamer Square. Um this is basically what I did every week with our outlines is he's like here's the topic I'm like do you are do you feel bad if I just do the whole thing he's like I want you to do the whole thing
0: <laughs> <laughs> and this is uh, this honestly this relationship couldn't have come at a better time because I've started to deviate my content over towards more the educational valuable stuff where it, it's planned scripted content targeting specific topics and us coming together twitch releasing their live broadcast on their updates with dmca like it all came together such a perfect time and like i i feel fulfilled hosting this type of content so i'm hoping that there are people that get some value out of it as well like this is the shit that i love creating and and to have you here to to tag team it has been a, a great experience
1: This has been a lot of fun. Like I always get like nervous doing this kind of stuff, but like I absolutely love education and educating things. Um, One of my mentors in grad school was like your superpower is explaining things. And if I get the opportunity to learn something and then share it with them with someone else, like that's the, that's my life goal. That's what I want to do with my life is just learn things myself and then share that with as many people as I can. Yep. So yeah, I I love talking DMCA stuff. I I hope that you know we don't see this massive uh, doomsday event of DMCA strikes taking content creators off the platform and ending their livelihood. I don't want to see that at all. But do I think it's a possibility? Yes. Do I think that's what our industry is going to quote unquote need for anyone to take this seriously? Sadly. Yeah. I yeah. think it's going to happen.
2: Oh yeah. Absolutely. And
1: we're just going to be sitting here being like, I don't want to say I told you so because it feels super shitty to be like, I told you you were going to lose your livelihood, but like we have tried to give you so many tools. Please let us help you.
0: Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen the video of a bus driver uppercutting some lady off of a bus for spitting on him, or is it like spitting on them or hitting on him?
1: No.
2: Okay.
0: So there, there's this video. It, it's pretty old. There's a, a lady who is trying to get on a bus, and I think she assaults the bus driver. And he gets up and he goes, You going to jail now? You going to jail now? And then just goes, Foop! and just uppercuts. Like, do I want to hurt you? No, no, but you've been fucking taunting me for years and years and years, and now you're just going to get a fat fist uh, to the inside yeah. of your mouth. And I'm sorry, I didn't want to, but I'm going to have to sock in the mouth.
1: Yeah, and there have been people in the music industry, especially like A2IM, um, Richard Burgess, was talking about how like they do not want to punish streamers for this. They want to find a way to work with streamers. The so music industry is not necessarily out for individual content creators. They're out for Twitch yeah. because Twitch has said, hey, you want this? Nah, we're going to do it our own way. Like, they're, Twitch is basically just not coming to the table with things that the music industry feels is reasonable. Twitch feels that the music industry is not being reasonable on their side. They're, they're at a stalemate essentially from everything that we've seen so far. Who knows, maybe after the town hall, Jeremy got into a call with like all the majors and worked something out. That would that would be neat. Do I think it'd put Pretzel out of business? No. Right. <laughs> I still don't think so. I still think we're doing things pretty well. Um, but yeah, it's a... Uh, I don't know. This whole thing is just... I get nervous for all of this. And mm. I just want to see people thrive and survive because streaming is such a unique thing. And it's where It's where all of our community building is going for the most part. It's this new generation of things and it's for all ages. Like the people who I see thrive the most are like our generation of people. Right. And I don't want to see people have to start their lives over in their thirties and forties just because they decided to play an ACDC song
0: barred from one of the things that they love the most that brought them Mm -hmm. uh, in immeasurable amount of joy and for a silly mistake like a DMCA or copyright to to shield you from that.
1: Yeah. It's, this is all preventable. It's, does it suck? Yes. Like you do not have to agree with the why of DMCA, but you need to understand how it works. Right. That way you can best protect yourself and you can best work to fight to change it. If you don't like it, like work to change it.
0: listen, Sex without a condom is still sex. It doesn't feel as good, but you're still getting some. So fucking play by the rules and you won't get chlamydia. That's basically (laughs) what the message we're trying to convey.
1: She just called pretzel prophylactic. I'm sorry. sorry.
0: (laughs) You're welcome. Branding 10 out of 10. I went to school for this shit. And when I mean school, I mean I graduated high school with a 2.2.
1: Anyways, I mean, you're the best sounding magnum prophylactic you're ever going to find. But yeah,
0: pretzel is extra large in case you guys were worrying about the size. <laughs> uh, Rini, that is going to conclude the podcast. Please do me a favor reintroduce yourself to anybody who doesn't know who you are. If you want to um, highlight any special events that you or pretzel has coming up, now is the time to sell out.
1: Uh, so yeah, I'm. Reany, adorably Reany across all platforms. Um, you're primarily going to find me modding on Twitch. Um, if you like cat pictures, go to my Instagram. It's all cat pictures uh, and food stuff. Um, I'm not doing any big, big special events other than hopefully by this summer we'll be launching um, a VTube channel called Awesome Possum. It's uh, I'll put it in chat because it's spelled different. Um, which is essentially me as a cartoon, poorly drawn possum that I've drawn myself, um, hopefully turning into a VTube avatar and playing games and having just a general cultural talk called trash talk to talk to people just about their lives and stuff. So of course, knackers, you're going to be on that, right? Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. And so, yeah, this has been fun. Uh, If you, if you want to find more about my weird background, just poke me anytime and I'll come back on.
0: Awesome. Chat. You guys are all fantastic. Thank you so much for um, chilling with us and enduring our – I know for, for the most part, a lot of this is like, oh, my God, DMCA. I've heard so much about it. It's nonstop. But our mission was to arm you guys with as much information as possible so that you could protect yourselves doing what you love most creating content, playing video games, and streaming. So, um, we both really hope that you're able to come away from tonight with a little bit more information than you had before. And again, just thank you all so very much for hanging out with us. And Rini, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, this is great. I'm happy to finally like meet you in as close to person as I can.
0: Internet is great and sex with condoms is still sex, okay? Except for sex. <laughs> All right, Rainy, have a great night. (laughs) Bye.